Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Brothers and sisters of the leaf, coming to you live from the outer rings of planet Vasquez, where alien life forms all have big hair, bigger boobs, and the male species all look just like Don Swayze, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Wait a minute, holy shit, that is Don Swayze. And he's joined by Joey Travolta, Joe Estevez, Jackie Stallone, and a plethora of top-heavy intergalactic beauties in tonight's film. 1993's Beach Babes from Beyond. If our favorite crew of stargazing numbnuts can get their tongues rolled back into their mouths, they'll be smoking the full-bodied La Vencedora Cigar from Villager Cigars, paired with the delicious Space Dust IPA from Elysian Brewing Company. Wow, strong cigars, 8% beers, and Don Swayze? Sounds like heaven to me, folks. So sit back, light them up, and enjoy the show. Chiggers. Fucking chiggers. Look. If you see me reaching down under the table and making this motion throughout the night, I'm not pulling a Louis C.K. on you. Actually, we've seen that all the time. We just don't. <laughs> and especially don't, given, just don't mention it. especially given tonight's movie. Chiggers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Despite the movie we're doing, I'm not. Uh, it's sugar bites. I got them all over my legs. It's and called crabs. We were outside all weekend <laughs> at a wedding, and uh, I got sugar bites all over my legs, my bathroom parts, everywhere. I'm going to need you to oint me up later, yeah, boy, after you've had a few beers. That's not going to happen. After you've had a lot of beers? Well, maybe. Okay. This is, uh, <clears throat> be, be warned, maybe drinking copious amounts of beer will help things. It will, but I'm I'm forewarning you, eight point two percent. Crom laughs at your eight point two percent. Who knows? I, I might be showing the YouTube viewers my chicken bites here in about an hour. So. Great. Uh, Beach babes just turned into singles. I was about to say we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna lose the couple of subscribers we picked up this week. Oh no, we'll gain subscribers. Seriously. I'm not one to question God's plan, whatever his or his, him or her had in mind. T- 
tell me one good thing about chiggers. Chiggers aren't from God, son. I get bees. They sting you, but they also make honey for the doctor's tea in the morning. Because he's dainty like that. <laughs> I get scorpions. They sting you, but without them, what critter are mariachi guitars going to stitch on the back of their jackets? <laughs> Name me the plus, the positive side to a chigger. Name me one positive attribute of a chigger and I will buy you a beer, yak boy. They feed spiders. Oh, some good beer right there. Oh, look at that face. Yeah. Is that? I think the way he's enjoying that beer, he's going to be the one to lotion me up later. <laughs> It's possible. Never say never. Oh, that was a lot easier than I thought. <laughs> oh, enough about my bathroom parts and my chigger bites. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club, episode 75. 75. We are three-fourths the way there, boys, and then this is all over. Fantastic. We're released from the Phantom Zone, and we can go about our everyday lives. Right? Can we? Really? Oh, you just did the math. Oh, it takes me a while to do the math. Uh, yes, we are three-fourths the way to episode 100 when we all just back the... One of I our, am released from my indentured servitude. Well, I was going to say we just run some tubing down here in the, the corner of No Hope. The shackles and, will fall from us. We'll be free. Uh, so the group suicide, can we do that? we're can not we, doing that anymore? Can we do like that 1980s no. Apple commercial where we just come in with the case of beer, swing it around and... Maybe it's like Tut's face on the big screen. <laughs> We've got some time. It took us this long to get to 75. we got we got a little bit of time to plan uh, our big 100th day. Uh, Jim Jones, drink our Kool-Aid extravaganza. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the extravaganza is going to be. It's just like 30 minutes of cool stuff and then like two and a half hours of just... <laughs> That's kind of our 50th was when we did Roadhouse. Why do they have 50? Oh my God. Why do they have 50 pies there? I'm in training, boys. For our 100th episode, I'm going to drink 100 beers on that episode. 100 tiny beers? Like, 100 sips? Well, we'll see. Again, <laughs> little thimble-sized beers. Man, we got a lot of, we got a lot of time to plan. Um, oh, no. Wait, no, I got them. You got everything you need? Yeah, I got everything I need. Okay. Uh, I mentioned in jest Louis C.K. there earlier, jerking off in front of people. Um, I did hear something interesting. Well, two things I guess I need to address. Uh, we've been talking about the Me Too movement for a long time here on the show. Um, one of the most outspoken um, supporters of the movement and a guy who we uh, very publicly gave a hard time here on the show not long ago, Anthony Bourdain, uh, passed away last week. Yeah. Um, you do not see a boot here because... I'm not going to be a phony and pretend, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of the guy, so I'm not going to pretend like I am now that he's dead. Um, I actually am a fan of Bourdain, but I wasn't going to fight you on it. Um, well, you called him a bully, and you said some pretty harsh things as well. Yeah, but I mean, just because he was that, a bully doesn't mean that I don't like him. It right? was actually frozen on his YouTube screen when he killed himself. <laughs> he killed himself. You pointing at the screen. <laughs> You're a bully, Bourdain. Um... I just said that he shouldn't have picked on Guy. Well, apparently the guy had, was fighting some, some demons for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, again, I I didn't like Nirvana anymore after Kurt Cobain killed yeah. himself. I didn't like Soundgarden anymore after 
But I, I thought it was because this, that video still I see our little Anthony Bourdain versus Guy Fieri video. It still pops up every once in a while. And this uh, It is kind of weird now that he's that he's gone. This actually has been a little bit hard for me uh, because, yeah, I was a little bit sad by it. Uh, I did like Bourdain. But what it, I'm going to say this here because if you're watching it, you're coming into my world and I'm not just putting my opinion out there. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a real problem with suicide to where the fact that everybody was posting up these wonderful life quotes from Bourdain. Like, get out there and live and travel. It's kind of ironic. And I'm like, you're posting a guy, you're, talk, you're posting life tips from a guy who couldn't cut life and killed himself. I mean, went into the bathroom, took his bathrobe belt, and hung himself. Yeah. So maybe posting life tips from that guy's not cool. I mean, maybe post a guy a life tip from Tuttle who's sitting on the couch drinking beer because Tuttle's still here. Or Guy Fieri. Or Guy Fieri. I it just so I was like, I, and, and people did the same thing with Robin Williams. And I loved Robin Williams, but it's like the moment you commit suicide, I'm not going to say that that wipes out everything you've done in your life, but it really. To me, it's the the biggest act of selfishness that there is. Even when you sit there and say, "Well, my family's better off," and you know all this stuff, you're basically looking at it from your own personal point of view. Yeah, his daughter his daughter is glad that his dad that her dad died. I, I just, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, for whatever reason, he felt I don't he, get it. He didn't have any other choice, and you know, it's not for us to get. And honestly, I wasn't going to get that deep. Yeah, because it's all about him. That See, deep? it's selfish. Uh, mental illness is a real thing. It is. And I, but I just there was a lot of people that were like, you know, really I, upset. I do, and I, so I didn't want to I didn't want to put that that crap out there. Sure. And poo poo on everybody's so good you feelings. Saved it for us. So I saved it for you guys just yeah. Jeez. Sorry, yes. Cody. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> I was ready to move on five minutes ago. Goblets <laughs> was the wrong idea. Where's the giant mugs? I was just gonna say rest in peace. Uh, when we come back from commercial break, you know, so we switch to the big. <laughs> Austra- Why are they filled with whiskey? <laughs> Australian mugs filled with whiskey and beer. Yikes. Uh, um, uh, note to self. Uh, I might have, might have some issues. Don't kill myself. I would have rather the dude been, like, doing the asphyxiation, jerking off, and, like, accidentally killed himself. Maybe he just didn't get that far. Maybe he misjudged how tight the bell was. Let's hope. All right. Let's hope. Because if you do it without the belt, you're basically Louis C.K. Pretty much. Just jerking off all over the place. Uh, we're not fans of his, right? I'm not. Not really, no. No, I mean either. Okay. That dude's a mean guy. You're saying you'd rather he would have done himself off than... I'm not saying that. That's what I heard. I'm just glad Guy Fieri's still around. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Why would he kill himself? I'm not going to say this, you know, with so many others. Here's one of those guys. I mean, I mean, you still can go and find him, and he's 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 doing all right. He's positive. Yeah. I mean, right I now he's got that convertible oh, yeah. T-bird in the garage with the engine running. <laughs> no. Hopefully, he was watching our video and that takes and turned the T-bird off. Guy. Maybe. Well, you know, I think also oh, yeah. for a lot of guys. He's yeah. <laughs> well, he has to be positive. Look how many look how many people out there are were just giving him shit forever and still are. Yeah, and they're dying. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things. Like, well, do you think he tried to kill himself in the bathroom? But he tried wrapping like a giant 
cheese stick around his neck and it just kept breaking. He probably kept eating it. I don't know. Oh, I, damn it. Ugh. Get that crunch. That just... I braided this spaghetti to make this noose. But it's so delicious. Getting notes of misery, bad memories from my childhood. Oh, no. Oh, wait. I ate my noose again. Oh, yeah. I Got you back. Keep trying to get to Flavortown. <laughs> I can't make it. Diners, it's so delicious. Diners, drive-ins, and depression. It's a serious thing. Well, you know what? We laugh about things to make us feel more comfortable about them. And there's nothing wrong with that, Todd. Even you can't find an issue with that, I'm sure. Uh, All right, well, Louis C.K.'s still out there jerking off. Guy Fieri's still eating mozzarella in any shape or form. But Anthony Bourdain is gone. And that might be a point that you probably shouldn't take life advice from a guy who had issues with life. I'll give you that. Fair enough? There's another... thing I wanted to bring up. Another figure, because of course Anthony Bourdain was a dating Asia Argento who was one of Harvey Weinstein's alleged rape victims who was befriended and joined on this crusade by another victim, Rose McGowan. She was in the news this week. She has become the most vocal uh, anti-Weinstein Who's Rose McGowan again? She She was was in in Scream movies. Yeah, there we go. Um, She was in Grindhouse. She was in Plant Terror. Machine Gun Leg. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like her. Well, she started this all. She claimed that uh, Harvey Weinstein raped her at the Sundance Film Festival back when she was in Phantoms, yo, with Ben Affleck. Mm. Phantoms. Um, And then he paid her off. That that was because he had given her like 150 grand payout to buy her silence. And then when all the stuff came out, she came out and broke her uh, DNA or whatever the... NDA. NDA. Um, And she's written a book about it she's been on every show about me too and then coming out against hollywood or whatnot uh this really is gonna make much sense if he doesn't know who rose mcgowan is she's been the most vocal person yeah. in this whole movement uh, i know you who probably she is, recognize her now because she has she shaved her head she didn't want to look like america's fuck toy anymore so she shaved her head and she's real militant uh oh. there's anything wrong with that mm-hmm. uh um, i liked her but i read this and it Got me thinking. I want to get your guys' take on it. We haven't done this in a while. Current events. Huh? <laughs> we have a really quick movie tonight. So I'm... Uh, <laughs> Filling? I'm really, I'm really looking for something to talk about here. because uh, Now we're in the hot seat. Now you're in the hot seat. All right. I read this. Uh, too much to think. American actress and Me Too trailblazer Rose McGowan has been in England promoting her autobiography, Grave is the name of it, in which she launches a tirade against male-dominated film industry executives that have used and abused her and thousands of other women over the years. Um, But some, they say, are now wondering whether the global attention has gone to her head. Prior to her arrival at a London TV studio, staff were astonished to receive a phone call from her people making the following demands. You guys ready for this? No. Write it down. You're going to need it. Okay. No, I'll email it to you. Uh, She must be met by someone of stature at reception when she arrives. Don't refer to her as a star. She knows this and sees no reason for it to be brought up. No eye contact. No direct questions. Don't stand too close to her. Do not offer any refreshments or engage in any small talk. When she's departing, you may thank her for her time, but only if she requests that conversation. I think you boys know where I'm going Did with this. Did she only want the blue M&M's? There was no mention of it. Oh. 
But I think you guys. No, we're not doing this for all this for you. We're going to be doing a lot of traveling over the next few months. No. Yak Boy, I would like you to call ahead and follow these specifications to a T for me. Uh, You know, I get to be a little. Yeah, they'll find you in a bathroom and it won't be suicide. I know I'm a fucking superstar. I don't need you to tell me. (laughs) All right? In the world of beer film, cigar podcasting, I know what I am. In other news, local man committed murder with a bathrobe <laughs> belt. Local lo- local man uh, commits suicide, hung himself with his hands tied behind his back. I'm just saying, when we walk in, I don't need Joe Schmo at the Pittsburgh Motel 6 telling me what a badass I am. Shot himself, I know, Joe. He shot himself in the head twice. Because... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Buddy Cody's gun. That's huh. all I'm not adding up. Uh, in all seriousness, um, you know she she's such a, she's she's such a controversial figure because she went from kind of I'm still processing victim I don't know what to, say. to spokesman to you know this kind of if that's self, true sounds like a monster self well, I was gonna say martyr turned monster. <laughs> I mean my God, that's crazy, right? If that's true, yeah, I'm yeah. Allegedly, you know. Allegedly, when I hear you know celebrities or anyone who gains any modicum of fame, and they just basically start issuing commands to other people, don't look at me. You guys remember? Go fuck yourself. That that list of top eleven cigar experts in the known universe. Did I act any different? Oh yes. Yeah. Come on. Same old me. Yeah. No. I may have. I don't know. Walked with a little more. I still have. To, I still have to hide the Cade got a top eleven internet voice tattoo you made me get. First of all, I got you something to some of Doctor uh, Huxtable's <laughs> happy pills, and I made you guys pass out, and I gave everyone those tattoos. It wasn't just you. Great. But you thought you were special. Uh, well, that's a, that's too bad for Rose. That's too bad. She was a very good-looking woman. Okay, uh, okay, actress. She did the, uh, what, Bewitched? Uh, that was Nicole Kidman. I Dream of Jeannie? No, uh, she was on the, the TV show oh, with Char- the witches. Charmed. 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 There you yeah. go. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was one of the sisters. Yeah, with the... Uh, Later in life with Shan Doherty. And yeah. I think when Shan Doherty left, she took she her place. She came in, yeah. 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 I liked her. She was my favorite one. <laughs> Better than Alyssa Milano? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a big... As much as a, I'm a fan of Alyssa, I, I was I was a Rose for Guy. Even though you didn't know who she was? No, I, I know who she was. As soon as you like were like machine gun leg, I'm like zeroed in. I know exactly who yeah. she is. I haven't seen her since going, you know, feminism shaved. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Um, look, nobody is... Well, a lot of people have said more about Me Too than us, but... It, it was so big. We, we did talk about it a lot, and we we have been very, very much on the side of the women in all this. Um, whether it be from guys that we really respect, like Garrison Keillor, to uh, you know goofballs like Louis C.K. who we're not fans of. I mean, we, we pretty much always err on the side of the woman. You know, on the woman. I mean, you know, you want there to be some kind of due diligence, and you don't want people to get you know accused and run. But I mean, we have been very sympathetic, so I'm not slamming the movement. My God, man, you're not doing women or anybody a disservice walking around telling people not to look at you and not to tell you what a star you are because it's common knowledge. 
Well, we don't know if that's true. I don't want people telling me how awesome I am or the sky's blue or anything else that everyone in the universe accepts as reality. Well, I mean, at least she didn't, you know, write down because if I was going to meet her, I'd just tell her to go fuck herself. Did she, did she just put that down? Because does people not be able to tell her to go fuck herself? Because of what I told you? Oh, yeah, Cody. Yeah. Just perpetrate the male domination. She's the one. That's exactly what Rose is fighting against. Steven Seagal much? Does, does he do yeah. that? Maybe so. Oh, yeah. He, you were talking I mean, about him. I'm just saying this. He was always inviting chicks back to his dojo. And, oh, man. I heard the Stallone allegation pop back up. Another today. one, yeah. I. No one gives the women more. Uh, <laughs> that line, bitch. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I honestly don't. don't uh, you know what? It's it's again it's a complicated like suicide it's a very complicated <laughs> issue we can't possibly get to the, the the bottom of it here I don't even know why we're trying uh, note to self never bring up political anything what uh, have I done I, 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 I'm gonna go with, I hope Stallone's uh, well I mean again I mean, so. stat, the statute of limitations is ten years so it's could be a shakedown I think it is it kind of does point to shakedown. But who are we to judge? Allegedly. I won't judge that, but I will judge, you know, if that report is true, that's just, behavior is unacceptable. I agree. And Bad form, Rose. And Bad if anybody form. gives you issues with that when you're calling them ahead of our arriving, you let me know. Oh, I will. Top 11 cigar expert in the galaxy. Oh. Tell them to look Cade in the testicles. No, no, no. Don't Constantly look ask how he's doing. I swear it's Chiggers. I swear. <laughs> he's so itchy. <laughs> guy's always itching his balls. Chiggers! Uh, Chiggers, indeed. Well, boys, uh, we talk about three things every night. You guys want to talk about the first thing? Well... So we can light that first when the thing chur- up? When the church first got into the dominant power back in the 1700s... No, we're done. We're not doing political stuff anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're done. We're going to talk about lighting things on fire and sucking the sweet smoke into our face. Can we, can we do that now? Yes. Yeah! Tonight's cigar is La Vencedora by Villiger Cigars. It is a size 5x50 Robusto that we're looking at here. Um... We have not done a Villager cigar. A lot of people mispronounce it as Villager cigars. I always do that. It's not. It's it's a name. It's a family name. Villager. Villager. Uh, hard G. Uh, Villager Cigars is celebrating the 130th year anniversary of the company oh, this wow. year with the announcement of their newest cigar, the Villager La Vencedora. The La Vencedora is the follow-up blend to the La Flor de... Y-N-C-L-A-N. Y-A-Y-N-C-L-A-N. Y-N-C-L-A-N. Y-N-C-L-A-N. Maybe a silent N. Is the Y pronounced like a J? Y-N-C-L-A-N. You, you, your guess is as good as mine. I don't, that's The Weinklin. Weinklin. Yunglin? Anyway, it, it, was the, it was a top 10 cigar at Cigar Aficionado's uh, top 25 list last year. Uh, so they followed it up with this. La Vencedora translates to the victor. It is the first ever in 130 years full-bodied cigar uh, by Villiger, and it carries a very special meaning to the Villiger Cigars chairman of the board, Heinrich Villiger. Uh, 
The Villiger La Vencedor represents to Heinrich the arrival of Villiger cigars to the premium handmade cigar segment. They have a huge, for years and years, uh, machine-made small cigars business. Uh, little cigarillos, little box press. They got like a Sumatra, Maduro, but machine-made cigars. Um, they, over the last few years, have gotten way more into traditional premium hand-rolling. Um, it was time, in his opinion, to push the envelope and create a quote-unquote legacy cigar. This Nicaraguan Puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano Oscuro leaf, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned and hearty flavors. Heinrich Villiger says, We are grateful for the opportunity to use our 130 years of experience to create what I feel is a very special cigar in the La Vencedora. A little more, I turned to Cigar Aficionado magazine, which I don't really turn to ever, but I did, to learn a little more background information about tonight's cigar, and here's what I learned. Vencedora was an old pre-Castro Cuban brand owned by the American Tobacco Company. It was eventually acquired by Villiger and released to the U.S. in 2005 as a mild to medium-bodied Ecuadorian Connecticut stick. In 2012, Villiger discontinued the line, and now it's back. A lot of these companies with FDA, you can bring back old blends a lot easier than or old names rather than creating a new one and going through that whole process. So they, they're, bring, <laughs> they're bringing it back, completely reblended. This, this is a new cigar, completely reblend, but an old name. An old is name. It, is it the same blend? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, sure. Close enough. Same <laughs> amount in the box, I think, is all you need, right? That's what Skip said. 25 in a box, same name. Um, it's a strong smoke full of nothing but Nicaraguan tobacco. Here's where it gets interesting, boys, for me at least. For this project, Mr. Villiger worked closely with Dr. Alejandro Martinez Cuenca of Hoya de Nicaragua, one, hey! my, my favorite, one of my favorite factories, in the development of the blend, said Rene uh, Castaneda, president of Villiger Cigars North America. This last bit is what I am a big fan, not only of Hoya de Nicaragua, but Dr. Martinez Cuenca is one of my, from a blending standpoint, the stuff he's done at Hoya de Nicaragua, the Cuenca de Blanco, remember that awesome stick uh, he and Jose Blanco did together. Um, so this has me excited about this. I is that love how you pronounce that? Blanco? Cuenco? Cuenca? C-U-E-N-C-A. Cuenca? 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 I don't know. I really don't know. I always said Cuenca. Cuenca. All right. I don't know. I'm not going to get any. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, if he messed up, let us know. Yeah, let me know. Um, but the fact that they got the, uh, Hoya de Nicaragua, and let's go, Dr. MC, Martinez, whatever, uh, involved, uh, man, that shows me they were wanting to go serious for a legacy cigar because there's no better factory out there. And the Martinez family, we interviewed Juan Martinez, his son, on the show. A couple years ago, I mean, yeah, they, they know really their they know their stuff. So I'm really, really excited uh, to light this baby on fire. But if it is full bodied, it's going to need a, a worthy sparring partner in our goblets tonight. And Yak Boy, do we have a worthy opponent? We do. We do. All right, moving on. Uh, tonight's movie. Dynamite drop in, yeah. What are we drinking? <laughs> We've got an IPA. An Imperial IPA. This was actually knighted by the Queen herself. 
Yes. Is that what Imperial means? No, no, that's not what that means at all. It is uh, the Elysian Space Dust IPA. I always said Elysian. 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 Elysium. Is that like that terrible uh, Matt Damon movie? Where he's got all that robot equipment on him? That's not a terrible movie. Was that that Elysium? Yes. Elysium. 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 This is Elysium. Can I just call it Space Dust? Or is it Elysian? I bet it is Elysian. Elysian. Elysium. <clears throat> no, that's Elysium. Elysium. But this is Elysian. Elysian. Isn't it Elysian Fields? Yes, Elysian yeah. Fields. What was that movie? No, El- that's Eli- the Roman Heaven. Elysium. Oh, like when you die. Elysian. Like right. Valhalla. Of, Correct. Of the, yeah. yeah. The two different things. Yes. Uh, Elysian Brewing. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, remember when uh, in Gladiator, when he was like, if you find yourself riding in a field far away from battle, then worry not, you're in Elysian. Elysian? Elysian. 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 I think it is Elysian. You're already dead. You're already That's dead. That's with an M. Yes. This is with an N. I think it's basically the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to compare the spellings. <laughs> I'm here to tell you about the delicious beer. It Tell us delicious. all about that delicious. Oh, beer. it is delicious. Uh, Legion Brewing Company started in uh, originally uh, started in '95 uh, and didn't start putting out beer until '96. Uh, started in uh, Seattle, basically uh, starting out small, brew pubs and expanding on from there, uh, so on and so forth. They, their uh, the original location was in the Capitol Hill neighborhood in Seattle. Uh, they, uh, so on and so forth. They got to grow through the years. They did very well, uh, eventually opening uh, several smaller, uh, like brew pubs, restaurants, and, and, and expanding that way. Versus, and they didn't actually get a full production facility until 2011. Oh wow! Yeah. So they they actually jumped up into to where they could make. Uh, into much large, you know, larger amounts. But by then, they were they were already so large that uh, by uh, 2015, they accepted an offer from AB InBev. And who are got, those bastards? They are the big boys. Budweiser. Yes. That answers one of the questions I had. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll save it till you're done. Or would it work more no, organically if I just say it now? My wife actually picked tonight's beer. Everything came from the beer tonight because every time we're in Target, this beer is on full display on one of the end caps. And she sees the little planet, and the, it's, a, it's a very shiny six-pack. It's got a little space dust all over it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you guys should do that. And I think there's only one other beer we've done the show where she just, every time we're in a store, the modus operandi, she liked the can. Yeah. So I kind of had this space movie on my radar, and I was like, hey, you know what? I think we can finally do that beer you like. But I was wondering how such, you said, you know, they just started real big time five years, a little over five years ago. And yet they're in Target. How did they get this huge end cap constantly at Target? Uh, They got some big boy money behind them. That is correct. Actually, by accepting it, they they took more than a 25%, uh, ABM took more than a 25% stake. They, They pretty much bought them whole. Kitten caboodle, and basically they that, left them with twenty five percent, or the, no the uh, the maximum ownership. The ABM took over twenty five percent, 
So, in the way that, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess you'll say the, the decision on how you should say, is this craft beer or not? Uh-huh. When, uh, when they get a, a buyout that takes up more than that, then especially from someone like uh, InBev, a lot of people no longer consider this to be craft beer. Even though all they really were doing was basically increasing their distribu- distribution. Are they still making it all in-house? They're just... Pretty much from my understanding. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're not, but I, I couldn't find that when I was looking. So, But it's still good beer. I will say it tastes pretty close to what it did a few years back. Yeah, when did they sell out? I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, 2015. And you said you had it at Cody's Pub, O'Brien's Irish Pub in downtown historic Temple, Texas, yeah. uh, years ago. Well, it might have been 2015. It was probably longer because I asked him if they ever, if he ever had this. He didn't remember. He's like, I think yeah. we had it at the pub. Yeah, y'all had it. But that's, uh, yeah. that's where I found it. Yeah. It's probably a long, it's quite so a while. It's been a while. Uh, and like, well, I mean, just to actually speak about the beer, it's, it is much stronger. Like I said, it's an Imperial IPA, which tends to be, uh, when, you, when you put the Imperial onto it, tends to put it as either a double or even a triple IPA. And uh, in this instance, this would be close to more like, you know, double. Uh, it's 8.2% ABV, and they put the, the IBUs right around 75. So, I mean, it's up really? there. But I, some of them say, you know, that it, to be an Imperial, it's got to be almost like 100 IBUs. I was going to like, put this around 60, 65. Yeah. So, I mean, I like I like the thing. It's not, it's bitter, but it, it, it's. Oh, it's good it, bitter. Yeah, it's delicious. It, it's got a really good uh, the hopping on it, uh, the, uh, Chinook and uh, some uh, Citra and Amarillo, and I don't think it. You know, you you still get no Galaxy hops for an outer space beer. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Solaris, no Solaris hops. No, oh. I'm disappointed. No Carillion hops. <laughs> That's not even a thing. Oh well. Sorry, I, but I, I wish it was. I read the doctor's uh, review of Solo on our website earlier, and uh, go check it out. It's really good. Got Corellian on the brain. Um, it's got a malty. It's it's weird having that that high a hot presence. It's got some maltiness. To it, it does have mm-hmm. some maltiness to it. I think that's why I actually like it. That would work in your favor. Uh, in mine. Um, yeah. What's that? Sensuous, uh, reaching for that fridge. Oh, I thought he was calling me sensuous. No, <laughs> hey, sensuous. No, you're saying, yeah, hey, since you was yeah, in the well, fridge. Since you was in the fridge. Well, that's a new way to use that word. I'm I'll write that down. I'm by the name Big Sensuous. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe y'all never heard that one before. Hey, since you was sitting on the couch, why don't you order some pizza? Yeah, since you was up, make me a sandwich. Well, I'm going to go with the first idea I had there. Just looking over here to call me sensuous. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, doesn't taste 70% of me, but I think that's because that maltiness. Yeah. Um, that, that malt no, definitely knocks out no, the hops. There's uh, no floral component at all. I'm not getting any kind of uh, citrus or floral. I'm just getting really malt and hops. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting some citrus. I'm getting a yeah. touch of lavender. <laughs> He touches lavender. I'll touch your lavender later. Wait, what? What? Huh? Me, me too? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> you can't do a preemptive me too when you think you're in trouble? Uh, me too. <laughs> um, are you really getting lavender? 
just a very what very citrus are you getting? Orange, faint, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could maybe see that. No, not like over. I'm not no, so, but if you're gonna get some, I could see maybe a, a little bit of just orange, a hint, a little bit of orange rind in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys just lit up. What do you think? Of, too early to tell. First impressions of the cigar. It's too early to tell. I love the cold draw on the thing. Uh, it had a little bit of cocoa on that cold draw, so that was kind of nice. I uh, very easy draw right out of the gate. Right. Um, which you know, Coyo de Nicaragua. I expect. I pretty much expect perfect construction. Uh, whether it's their stuff, whether it's their stuff for Sokka, um, Dunbarton, they just they know what they're doing. Um, I am getting rich, rich, uh, like oak. Yeah, I'm about to say the like strong woods, like oak. I mean, just, just and earth. Just the just the smelling the, the the wrapper before lighting. I mean, I was like, this is this is a forest. I mean, it was I, I, it was woodsy. I'm getting oak and, and earth. I'm definitely getting the earth. I'm not really getting a lot of oak. Not <coughs> I got, a lot of woods. And I got I, just a just a, I don't know if maybe it's coming from the beer, but just a lavender. No, no, <laughs> God no. <laughs> I'm fishing just for a, it. just a I'm touch a of sweetness. A little bit of sweet. Oh yeah, no, I mean I yeah. am getting a little bit of sweetness, yeah. sure. Um, which tends to go with Nicaraguan puros. They they do tend to have that kind of real. Chewy sweetness to them, um, yeah. It's playing like a like a Nicaraguan puro so far. It actually is, yeah. Um, I we just lit up. I'll, I'll I'll come back to it. It's interesting though. Uh, before we get into the movie, the retro hail through the nose. I was expecting to be a lot stronger. It's a very mild retro hail in the nose. Like I, very little spite. Not not a lot of. Strength is, but like the power of this thing is on the palate. It's not a. Are you guys getting it? I'm not really picking up much of. I got a hint of cinnamon on the retro hill, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even. I mean, can't even say the stronger flavors. And it's not even in a kind of a pepper or anything. No, there's no. Yeah. No. Um, maybe a little bit of lavender? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. You said it. I filmed it. Uh, all right. Well, there's two out of the three things we talk about every night. Uh, you want to know the third? I do. I was so relieved when I got the... I usually get the text from Tut, I hate you when he's watching the movie, or <laughs> go fuck yourself, or I'm, I quit the podcast. I actually got a positive... Like you and picked that, the perfect movie, and for how me. could you not? You never know with this guy. Uh, he actually was like, "I'm all in on this one." Thank yeah, you. Like, yeah. like this, this is just what I needed. Is but it? You, oh yeah. Could it? Could it be because it's a blockbuster filled with? I'm trying to think, yeah, boy. I'm looking to the for answers out there. I don't know. Hmm. Where would those answers be located? Over here, <laughs> or uh, back over here? It could be. These moments, folks, if you're listening to us as opposed to watching us, you should really go over to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> we have a TV, a, a, a video monitor now where oh, yeah. we can do our best Al Roker uh, pointing <laughs> at the screen. Um, Storm systems are building in this area. 
Like, but here's what's going on in your neck, neck of the, of the woods. woods. And all of a sudden it shows my <laughs> chigger bitten thighs. Oh, God. Go back. Go back to the, the nice place. Oh. You totally misled me, Al. <laughs> By the way, my chigger bitten thighs still are sensual. Oh. They're not. Since y'all were talking about them, uh, don't you no. get... No. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll talk a few beers from now. Yes, folks. Uh, but seriously, if you are listening, uh, it is a fun show to watch. Um, check us out on YouTube. Uh, tell you, before we drink all these 8.5 beers, you want to give some links? Oh, my God. I've already f- forgot them. No, I didn't. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter, at TNCCCast. Go to... Uh, Go to Instagram, see all the wonderful uh, pictures that Cade posts up at TNCC underscore podcast. Check out my hands holding cigars. Check out the hands. <laughs> uh, obviously, join us up on Facebook, uh, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Uh, thank you to all the subscribers that we've had. And so if you haven't subscribed up, go ahead and subscribe up uh, on YouTube, Tuesday Night, one word, Cigar Club, one word. Uh, you can always check us out on the website TuesdayNightCigarClub.com And while you're over there If you need to go buy something for your wife Or for your dad for Father's Day coming up Wait, actually Father's Day is probably going to be already gone after this Why would you buy something for your so, wife for Father's Day? If you want to buy something for 4th of July East Go to Texas. Amazon Go that's, to our site That's some East click. Texas craziness <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Mom <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't question it. Don't question it. Uh, go to our website. Uh, go to the Amazon link. Click there. Do your shopping. Same thing if you're if it's time to re-up. I just had to re-up my cigars. So go to the website. Click on that famousmoke.com. Do your shopping from there. Helps us pay the little bills. Especially, please go like our Facebook page. Oh, and I don't know if it's still it going to be going at this time. But uh, if you need, if you got like a whole bunch of ratty humidors... Man, go click on that Daniel Marshall on our, link on, on our, our page. Our click deal. on the cash for clunkers from Daniel Marshall. He'll give you a prepaid sticker to mail in your old shitty humidor, and you get a hundred dollar voucher work, for I, a Daniel Marshall. Humidor. I'm working on my wife. I'm like, honey, this hey, is, this is a once in a lifetime. This weekend, get her a great Father's Day gift. Butter her up. <laughs> all our Virginia listeners are all that sounds good. I might do the same thing. <laughs> Uh, we, we don't Speaking know. of, the uh, new location for Fallout came out, West Virginia. Yeah, good luck right. with that. Um, please, like the Facebook page. We, we can't advertise. We can't promote stuff. That is a very hard nut for us to crack. For God's sake, Tut's Cats have more fans on Facebook than we do. <laughs> uh, well, Charles Mortimer is one charismatic some bitch. Uh, you don't look him in the eye when you walk in. He knows he's a star. <laughs> uh, he does not need you to tell him he's a star. Uh, anyway, thanks. Meow too. Meow too. Oh. oh. Sorry. Sorry. S- terrible. I'm so sorry. Rose McGowan's going to come and punch you right in the balls. I looked her, I looked her up post uh, hair shave, and yeah, she probably looks like she could do it. Now she's going to punch you twice in the balls. <laughs> well, Meow too. There are two of them. It was hilarious, though. <laughs> uh, I used to like you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a machine gun <laughs> leg next time we see you. All right. Well, uh, good good job with the links there, Ted. Uh, tonight's movie? We're drinking a, uh, the, the, the beer, Space Dust IPA. Space Dust. I had to do a sci-fi. Yeah. I yeah. could have done the new Blade Runner. Eh, I could have done the new Alien. Yeah. Eh. 
Let's go back to 1993, Beach Babes from Beyond. Ah, that's why you love us, folks. Just oh, soak it in. Look at the smiles on you two motherfuckers' faces. So my wife was like, so what are you doing? I'm like, sci-fi movie. She was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. She was like, anything I've heard of? I was like, no. She was like, is it a TNA film? I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah like, too. She was like, what's the plot? And I was like... I hadn't even looked at it, hadn't seen anything. I was like, uh, probably some developers threatening a beach somewhere, and they have a talent show to uh, save, raise money and save it. That is, in <laughs> fact, what this movie is about. Well, we learn at the end, basically. <laughs> um, but we got aliens. That's true. That's new. I mean, are they like they green? Talk like they? aliens. Are they, like- they don't look like aliens, and they've. It's like every other movie we've done. <laughs> we're going to have fun with it. I guarantee you, folks. So settle in. Crack yourself open a Space Dust IPA at home. Go to your local Target store. I guarantee you can get it. Uh, enjoy the ride. You boys ready? Let's hit it. I guess so. Well, Beach Babes from Beyond was directed by one David. All right. You guys got to help me with this name. Big D, little E. C-O-T. E A U, Dakota. David Kanto. 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 D E C O T E A U. Cocktozen. Dakota. John Cocktozen. I hate this because the guy has done so much. He's like kind of a. He's kind of like Bookwalder. He's been around from the eighties. He's done a ton, I mean, more movies than you can. Yeah. We do a three-hour show, and we could never list all this guy's movies. Oh wow. And I've been aware of this guy for years, but I've never... I've always read his name. I've never actually had to say it. De, let's call him David. David D. David D. David D. As um, in, if you look at uh, here in the center, <laughs> double D for David oh, D. Tied the director in with the film. There you go. kind of does itself. But um, If y'all will think back for a minute to earlier this year when we did the Lifetime movie, A Tale of Two Corys. Yes. And the screenwriter of that movie was responsible. Remember, we listed off, I listed off a baker's dozen of recent Lifetime movies he had written. Yeah. And they all had the first word wrong in them, or they were Christmas movies. Remember, it was like, the wrong this, the wrong that. And then he did yeah, the like, wrong Christmas. And he did, like, <laughs> finally ended it with the wrong Christmas before he killed himself. With, tied a stocking around his neck. <laughs> I picked the wrong profession. <laughs> wrong profession. <laughs> uh, well, remember Christmas that, what I'm about to tell you. Uh, no, there was like the wrong. They were all just wrong. Yeah, wrong, was like wrong neighbor, wrong mom. The wrong neighbor, the wrong lasagna. <laughs> there was the one, the wrong house, which I think I joked was like me after a night out with you guys to show up at the wrong house. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. wake up in the kids' bed. Oh, I'm at the wrong house. The end. Uh, and then he and then he had a ton of Hallmark Christmas movies. Well, tonight's director, David D. Actually has that dude, Peter Sullivan was his name, remember that? Yeah. Beat, hands down. That guy wrote, listen to this guy's directing filmography over the last two years. These are films he that were put out in the last two years by yeah. tonight's director. Ready? Yeah. We're going to start in 2016. The Wrong Roommate. Then The Wrong Child. Then A Husband for Christmas. Then we jump to 2017. Boy, was he prolific. The Wrong Student. Followed by The Wrong Crush. Followed by Delivering Christmas. 
followed by Runaway Christmas Bride, followed by a Royal Christmas Ball, followed by a Christmas, a Christmas Cruise, followed by My Christmas Grandpa. And then, finally, he ended 2017 with The Wrong Man. That's five wrong movies and six fucking Christmas movies in two years. Get busy, Peter Sullivan. You pussy. You think he's listening to this? Like, uh, I'm listening to the wrong podcast. Wait, just wait for the Christmas podcast. <laughs> that is crazy. That is insane. Man. That's what I try to tell you. This guy works. He wrote, actually wrote the introduction to J.R. Bookwalter's book, the Making B Movies in the 80s and 90s, which I just ordered off the Tempe website. Uh, we had J.R. on the show yeah, a yeah. couple episodes ago for Robot Ninja. He, uh, they're friends, and he wrote the introduction. Would, it, to would the book, book sell more if it was called the wrong book? <laughs> Uh, the well, the preface is titled "The Wrong Preface." The wrong preface. I totally wrote this for another book. Uh, that is a crazy shit ton of movies in two years. It really is. But he goes in. He's kind of on that inter- well, in that introduction. He's like, you know, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. People say he makes, you know, tit flicks and low budget. But hey, man, I've been ma- I've been I've been making twenty I've been movie, working movies twenty yeah. movies a year for my filmography smokes. Anybody else? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, just got to suck if, you know, you're just having naked women on screen all day. Yeah. That's fucking miserable life. I've made the wrong life choices. That's my movie. The wrong life choices. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to contact us. I'll direct it. <laughs> Peter Sullivan's crumples it up. I just started that one. Uh, but seriously, he, uh, David oh. D's been a workhorse for decades, so I wasn't totally surprised by the insane amount of output. He was also an executive producer on Robot Ninja. Uh, Help, okay. Helped get uh, our little our little beloved Robot Ninja made, and a swarm of other low budget genre films. There's two other ones that I, man, they're on my radar for us to do in the future. I saw one called Swamp Freak that looked pretty interesting because there's some on. swamp cigars out there that we have. That's pretty good. Anything that I can watch to the tune of Born on the Bayou, I'm down for. And another back in 2014, which the doctor would be more excited about than you guys, 90210 Shark Attack. That's I made a definite actually note awesome. Of it might be pretty damn good. Do you like Ian Fleming? We've got... Uh... Dude, 90210, you know I have a soft spot for that. I know. Oh, you'd like that, Jim, wouldn't you? Me and Brenda get gobbled up by a shark. Get your face in the old National Geographic. Fuck this! I'm going to Baja. <laughs> we're never get. We're gonna, My Dylan McCabe. We're gonna get by shark. Give me the keys. <laughs> Give me, Give the, me keys. the keys. The shark's coming, Dylan. Give me your keys, bro. The only one way we're getting out of here. That's with me driving. The shark can sense the vibration of sideburns in the water. <laughs> oh, I gotta see this movie. <laughs> oh, uh, a little spoiler alert: next episode, nine hundred two and zero shark attack. <laughs> That's our third shark movie of the year. <laughs> We're going shark crazy around here. Thanks, David D. Uh, real quick, guys. I just got about an inch into this thing, and all of a sudden, it's like it just needed a little bit of time to go. I got a big blast of chocolate that really just, along with that oak, was just yeah. like, man, where were you a second ago? It just hit me. Uh, the draw opened up even a lot more. And um, the smoke production, everything just kind of came alive here an inch in. So she said. It's going pretty strong. Are you guys getting anything 
be no, on, I mean, be I've, on got, the, I've had the, I've had the little uh, I haven't had like a big strong burst of chocolate, but I've had like a, it's been on the back note a little bit. It just uh, came really to the forefront. A dark, a really strong dark chocolate that uh, that really went well with that oak, and uh, even got a little a little bit of cream there. Um, yeah, the chocolate. I'm glad that sweetness that. is still there, but I wouldn't know. I couldn't classify it to anything. I think that sweetness is a little bit of a cinnamon in the retro hill. That might be it. I'm just saying I'm, I'm getting. See, I'm getting the only thing I'm getting, which is really nice and welcome, is cream on the retro hill. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking I was like, at first I thought it was a little bit bread, but then it turned a little bit sweet, and so I was like, that can't be cream, not not with a Nick, not with a Nick Prior. Oh sure, it'll it'll happen occasionally really? with Nicaraguan stuff. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think we got it on uh, was it the Saka, not the Naka Tamale, but the the, the Moistra, Moistra, the, the Exclusivo. Uh, I, I believe was a creamy son of a bitch, and I'll get it on the Cabinetta, the Hoya de Nicaragua Cabinetta, the two two yeah. wrapper cigars. That's a creamy. Yeah, but usually isn't that the product of the of the Connecticut that the I, I the get, Cabinetta you know, has? I, I, I've gotten cream on a lot of other, um, you know, depending on the way it's blended. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I just I noticed it on the retro hail, and then that chocolate added in with the oakiness on the draw is nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything kind of just really stepped up their game here uh i'm still not you know i'm just still in the first third but uh kind of a ho-hum not a bad ho-hum but just kind of a okay here we are start but boy that really was nice yeah um mine hasn't started impressing yeah i mean it's it's a good cigar it's just not it's not blowing me away yet all right i'll come back to it Uh, it's got some nice flavors to it but at the same time i mean maybe my palate's all messed up for like allergies and stuff but. could be could be uh, i just looked at hand me those two bottles because that's gonna oh, fuck yeah. me up all night i just looked over there i'm like oh my god that's four deep already i mean you need to wear the headphones everything sounds great <laughs> <laughs> all right boys that's not gonna be good thanks tinnitus <laughs> <laughs> we start off tonight's flick up in outer space imagine that where a bickering married couple are soaring through the cosmos in their rocket ship who are these two lovebirds, you might ask? That's right, baby. Swayze and Stallone. Yeah! Can't believe they'd be in a movie like this. Well, by my Two excited- premium <laughs> actors. By my excited tone, you should know, of course, that I'm referring to the one and only Don Swayze and Jackie Stallone, Sly's mom. What a get. Uh, yeah, Gork. Gork being Don Swayze and Yana. Being- I did not know that was Sly's, wa- uh, Sly's mom. Yeah, it's Jackie Stallone. <laughs> Relieved. What a great actress. <laughs> She's awesome. Don is looks identical almost to Patrick. Nose is a little bit sharper. Maybe a sharper nose, but he just it's just Patrick devoid of any personality or charisma. <laughs> he well that and he looks like he's lived his whole life outside. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am a Don Swayze fan. I'm not gonna sit here and let you guys talk about him that way. But we should also I guess I already did. Yeah, it's too late now. You guys right? have anything else to say? No, we said I, all. I love Don Swayze. Every time they throw in a movie that's like Swayze, Swayze. Stallone. This is the ultimate. I, I've seen You're it like, before. I'm all about this move. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait. You clever hucksters. You. Actually, I was all in the moment that they showed the little handheld spaceship on uh, the, on the well, screen, yeah, the model. 
right now, well, right you know, now. This, this okay. My favorite part here is as soon as they get through the little beginning credits, it literally does a drop down on this this bad <laughs> illustration of a illustration, planet. but it's it has the music. <laughs> and it has a very poorly animated spaceship leaving the planet. And then we cut into the spaceship uh, where we meet Gork and Yanni talking. But I have to go back. It's just so great. I mean, it literally, it's, you can just do your little fingers. I just, I started laughing like, oh my God, uh-huh. this is going to be too good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we all had that little giggle. Uh, well, Gork and Yanni are relieved to be free of their daughter Xena's presence for a while. They're getting away for a couple days. Especially Don Swayze, who's especially excited about not waiting in line to use the fecal matter neutralizer in the morning for once. Ugh. I can relate to that. If only I could get one of those. Uh, we need one of those out here. <laughs> uh, Does it neutralize smell, though? We'll talk about it. <laughs> Yanni is more concerned about their teenage daughter, Xena. But Gork says, you know what? I trust Xena explicitly. Uh, especially since she dumped that geekazoid boyfriend gonad a while back. I don't know much about space geekazoid. culture and sci-fi. But if your characters are named gonad... I'd rather be named Gork than gonad. He's, if your character's named gonad, you're probably just a sidekick high school guy. Yeah. <clears throat> In a John Hughes fit. That's what I'm saying. I was I really wanted to meet this guy yeah, after I heard that be, name. Yeah, like. I always thought he would show up at some point. They made a point of mental like he would show up on Earth. Oh but no, Gonad. I'm here looking for my girl. Except oh my I was God, imagining what are those things between your legs. The name's Gonad. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> we are not we think that, that or he was actually on the beach, bows down to Gonad. That or he's just gonna show up and he actually is just a giant gonad. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gonadian. He shows up on Malibu Beach. Somebody, please, sun, sun t- sunscreen me. <laughs> so much skin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just signed up for this. Dude, you're massaging his balls. <laughs> Help him. He is a pair of balls. He's from outer space. He's like E.T., just not cute. <laughs> He's so wrinkly. <laughs> Give him some Reese's Pieces. I don't know where to put him. <laughs> That's that's another movie. That's why David D's making movies and MC isn't. Matt C doesn't get to make movies because he wants to give giant ball sacks Reese's Pieces on the beach. I know my audience. I'd, I'd see that movie. All 15 of us. Yeah, all 15 of you guys would love it. Well, yeah, I'd have you play the giant ball sack. I'll do it. I know you will. You'll do anything. I, I already got the haircut for I love it. that about you. And you love Reese's Pieces. I do. I really do. Uh. Well, speaking of Xena, their daughter, oh, man. We next get to watch her shower throughout the entire opening oh, credits. Oh, yeah. Go on. I didn't notice this until the third time I watched the film. Did you notice she's nude in that entire scene? <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean nude? She's totally naked what, throughout David, the entire just opening credit sequence. A five-minute nude scene? I don't think so. That was not the wrong shower. <laughs> No, it wasn't. No. Was that the Christmas soap? <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas conditioner. Holy space balls, Batman. She is good looking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She's pretty. And the showers on Xena's planet are tiled and fixtured identically to Earth showers. Oh. It looks just like she's on Earth somehow. Uh, 
Well, so they, suck on that, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, what was, what were they going to show her? <laughs> Explain be, that one. Was Neil. she going to be on the fecal neutralizer? I mean, well, we don't want to see her on that. <laughs> I picture it be like one of those little guns that Batman and Robin have, them that like just zap the turd and it just disappears. Just a couple of like really poorly illustrated circles coming out of the <laughs> nozzle. <laughs> you see her get off the jaunt. <laughs> <laughs> Puts in a little holster on the side of the toilet. I, I don't want to see that movie. No, I didn't want to see her. any of these ladies do that. Uh, but yeah, apparently this planet is very similar to Earth in its in its ways. Uh, Xena is played by the lovely Roxanne Blaze. I think that was her birth name? It was not. Uh, well, she gets out of the shower now and Now coming to the center stage, Roxanne Blaze. <laughs> Roxanne Blaze. Uh, she joins her Sorry, two topless friends in the bedroom. Her friends are already topless in there. They're trying on all these clothes she's designed. They think she should do this for a living. She's she makes a designer. great clothes. She's very talented. And they're teenage girls, so they're lamenting about the quality of spacemen out there. Boys, can't live with them, can't disintegrate them with a gamma death ray. <laughs> eh. Those damn gamma death rays. There was at least an effort in the set design of the bedroom. Like, they put the TV in kind of a futuristic shape, like housing. Like, they cut some wood to look kind of... <laughs> And then out the window, they painted a mural of, like, an alien landscape, like a red sky and some Total Recall volcanoes out there. <laughs> uh, I didn't say it was a big effort, but it, it did something. It was in there. It was hey, in there. David D. is going to go through it. All right. <laughs> Y'all don't mess with that. I've got four other movies. <laughs> Wrong planet. That's going up there next. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, this one he inspired me with the wrong bra. <laughs> These <course>. don't fit. <laughs> the wrong bra. I got Roll clear. Credits. Get Peter Sullivan on the phone. I don't <laughs> have time for this. I'm going to give him this one. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't write itself, people. <laughs> oh, wait, it did. We, we got greenlit. We're going into production tomorrow on the wrong bra. <laughs> Who do we get to star? Man, we got Roxanne here. Done. Done. On one trivia note... Is this a Roxanne Blaze trivia note? No, this is a David D. note. The reason he can be so prolific, he shot this movie in 10 days. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. What took him so long? (laughs) Wrong timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The wrong scheduler. As far as the other actresses go, you might recognize... As far as all three of the main actresses go, uh, you might recognize Roxanne Blaze. From such earlier films as, let me see if you guys have seen these, Super Shot 73, colon, Ramen and Crammon. You guys seen that one? No. I do need to see real? it now. Oh, these are all real, I, sw- I promise. They're, you can I, you can cross-check me. This is not fake news. Super Shot 74, Outdoor Screwing. No. Go on. see that one. A movie called Slurp and Slide. <laughs> no. no. I wonder what wow. that was about. And Excuse another me. lost gem titled "Filthy Fuckers Number 90, The Cock Gobblers." Is that is that slurp and slide or slurp in slide? No, and ampersand. Ampersand. Okay. Ampersand. Slurp and slide. Right. Uh, wow. That was actually before "Filthy Fuckers 90, The Cock. Excuse Cog- me. I've got to go to our website first to hit the Amazon link. <laughs> yeah. Does Amazon stream the Cock Gobblers? I don't know. If that's uh, <sighs> Jeff. Jeff Bezos is like, my God, they just had a great idea. I was going to do, for research purposes, those, but my wife has a parental control on the Amazon. For me, not for any other reason. Uh, Roxanne, that, that was pre, 
this uh, film. Before she turned legit in this one? After tonight's film, she would go on to star in the sequel, Beach Babes 2, Cave Girl Island, which we'll probably tackle at some point in the next 25 episodes before we all kill ourselves. Uh, she was also in 1995's Bikini Drive-In. What a fucking career. Literally. <laughs> the wrong career. <laughs> uh, she was, Oh, wait. She was in the wrong career. Oh. Her friend Luna, played expertly by Tamara Landry. Uh, if you're looking at us on YouTube, she's the beauty in the, the center of the screen up there. You might have seen before in such hits as Tango and Cash. Boom. Tango and Cash. You would remember her as Girl in Bar. Oh. Obviously, I do not I do remember, not her, remember as her as Girl, girl in bar. bar. Bikini Med School. I'm thinking it was the bar where Terry Hatcher stripped. Mm. Yeah. She's probably, probably up on stage. Uh, Bikini Med School. No. 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 Bel Air Babes. Nope. Bikini House Calls. No. Possibly. Sexual Impulse. That's the one. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah. My the Pleasure Zone? <laughs> I'm all about it. Animal uh, Attraction, colon, Carnal Desires. No. Is there an Animal Attraction, colon, something else? Animal Attraction, colon, Beach Blanket, Malibu. Boom. Passionate Deceptions? No. And many, many more. I actually didn't IMDb her. I own all those DVDs. I huh. just, from memory, I just <laughs> wrote those down. Uh, there is a third friend, Sola. Uh, played by one Nicole Posey. Ah, this so is her one and only movie that she did. Oh, that's a shame because I liked her. She's my favorite. I would call that the right career choices. <laughs> uh, no Super Shot 72 Wanna See Me P from her. <laughs> that is on Roxanne Blaze's IMDb page. Super Shot 72 Wanna See Me P. Uh, this movie probably saved uh, Solera's life. Sola. Sola's life. Sola's. Well, Roxanne Blaze, I think, is still going. I don't believe she's passed away. And she's, I believe, our age, which would have made her in 93, 18. Barely legal. She barely got into this film. Wait a minute, because she had done a couple of uh, scene 23. It was a different time. time. It was the early 90s. It was the Wild uh, West. Look, Jim, if you're going to nitpick everything Brent and I do, it's going to be a long night. I just, I'm just saying. God damn it, Kelly. Everything ends bad. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. Let's get in the Porsche and go down to Baja. Where's those keys at? The wrong sideburns. Oh. There's a movie. So, the Cigar Boys, I'm um, approaching the second, third. Before we join the girls on their on their grand adventure, um, boy, it is full-bodied. It's a, it's a, it's a full-bodied smoke. Not necessarily full strength, but it's just got no. it's got a, a, a ton of body. Uh, that chocolate that I got there a little bit's kind of faded into the distance. Now it's primarily for me earth and wood, or yeah. that earth and oakiness. Uh, I am still getting a little bit of that cream on the retro. Which I never got the cinnamon you mentioned. Um, uh, the draw for me really opened up there halfway through the first third. Um, I'm having to kind of puff at it a little bit to keep it. I don't know if that's me or if I'm just talking too damn much. Uh, but once I give it some attention, it's it's smoking like a chimney. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you guys thinking? I'm kind of like you. The chocolate has kind of died down. Still kind of getting a little bit of that sweetness. But I'm, I'm going to say it's not... 
not cinnamon Man, at not this point. Any, no, no, I have not gotten any. Of, it's gone. I yeah. have not gotten any of that Nicaraguan kind of juicy sweetness no, at no, all. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, I think what you might be the sweetness that you might be getting on the, at least on the retro hell for me is like a hint of leather, uh, to where it's like a mixture of earth and leather. Yeah, I haven't got any leather. Possibly. Either. I mean, like I said, it's usually you're the first one to pick up on anything leather, and then. You haven't gotten well, like any. I said, I mean, before it was just before I lit up. I mean, it was like I said, it was just wood. I mean, it was like yeah. you said, you very oaky. But I mean, it was just it's. It just smelled wood, like I mean, not like you know a pine two by four or anything, but it was just it was a oaky. woodsy smell. It was kind of like an oak, almost uh, maybe a little bit like a hickory, heavy woods, dark, right, yeah. deep, mysterious but wood. That sweetness for me has just persisted, like. That's right there. Okay, I haven't. I'm missing out on the sweetness. Um, not even to the halfway mark. Plenty to go. The beer. Oh my god, I love the beer. The beer's good. It is fantastic. I'm it's really gonna good. go hipster and like. I wish I didn't <laughs> like it as much as I did, but you know what? Sometimes you're like, all right, maybe you don't know their circumstances. You don't know why they sold out. You don't know what. Who's Why did they sold out? That would be, that because would be money. somebody gave them a whole in, bunch of money. InBev comes in and says, we want to buy the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. And all I your, will wear my Anheuser-Busch do All you're going to do is review InBev beers from now on. And Okay. <laughs> you have the right man. <laughs> no, I would never sell out. And that's when you see these two guys with... Howie Mandel sitting in the host seat. <laughs> uh, let's face it. It's not going to be Howie we Mandel. We are a democracy here. We do vote on things, so I, I guess I could be voted out. Let me talk to my attorney. No. Oh, wait. I have the wrong attorney. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. LegalZoom.com. You said you'd be there for me. <laughs> Your lawyer doesn't have... You don't have a real name? No. It's the website. It helps me. All right. Uh, the beer is wonderful. It's refreshing. I mean, I think we were up to about 118 degrees here in Texas today. Yeah, Pretty much. Jeez. <laughs> ridiculous. Close to it. I uh, had a guy out working on my sprinklers today. I looked out there. He just had his mouth open. He was just drinking the water. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't blame him. It's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I passed him when I was loading in today. and I, was just, I just looked at him and was like, I, I feel you, brother. <laughs> and he just looked at me with disdain and said, no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm a working man, too, showing up to drink my beers all night and smoke my cigars and uh, talk about titty movies. We're all in the same boat, partner. He's like, fuck you, we're not in the same boat, asshole. I did not get the wrong sprinkler guy. He did a really good job. That should be a movie, though, like an evil sprinkler guy. Like He came to fix the sprinklers, but next thing you know, he wants every to be time, a part time, of their lives. Every time there's about to be a jump scare, you hear that... Sprinklers aren't supposed to be running right now. <laughs> there he is. Oh, hey, Janice. I had, I was at home, and I had a feeling there might be something wrong with your drizzlers, your bubblers in the uh, rose garden. It's That's, three in the morning, Tim. Is, those aren't even words. I love you. The wrong sprinkler guy. Uh, there are a lot of wrong ones out there. You got to... When you find the right one, you stick with them. There you go. It's my little public service announcement. Uh, Alright, well back to the movie uh, Faced with the decision of either hanging out at the local Astro Burger Once again, the three babes uh, Decide 
to cruise through the galaxy in Xena's dad's sweet-ass T-Bird spaceship. Uh, they're bored and horny, and they want to do something that, something new. Uh, Just some teenagers wanting to cruise. Yeah. It doesn't we, matter what planet they're from. It's cruise, all the same. We cruise Sonic. They're making the Kessel Run. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to have to object to uh, Double D here. Uh, you couldn't be more creative with the name of this spaceship. The, the T-Bird? The T-Bird spaceship. It couldn't uh, be in the T-Bird 5000 oh, or something oh, like that. Oh, you didn't have a problem with them hanging out at Astro Burger. No, no. That was fine with you. Exactly. If you're going to name spaceships, you put some effort into it. Well, it's the T-Bird. And we remember Don Swayze was bragging about it while he was cruising up there. He That's his pride joy. Like Ferris Bueller, the dad has that sports car. The Ferrari. Don't touch it. Uh, well, yeah, Xena's parental units are going to be pissed. That's what they call them in space, parental units. Parental units. Uh, and I bet Don Swayze's really going to need that fecal matter neutralizer when he gets home and <laughs> sees what's going on. Am I right? Yes. Oh, yes. He's going to have to gun his pants. <laughs> Just shoot it at my crotch. <laughs> uh, Jackie Stallone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's mother. I shouldn't be doing these things. How about Sylvester Stallone? Give your mom some money. <laughs> Jeez. Or Frank Stallone, give your mom some money. Frank, come on, Frank. I'm surprised he wasn't in this. <laughs> he he should have been. been. You think it was like, all right, we need a Stallone. Do we do Frank or Jackie? No. We can't afford Frank at this point. Yeah, Frank's got a little bit of, uh, let's go Jackie. <laughs> Man, the interior of the T-Bird the ship Stallone. itself looks pretty fine because they only shoot through the windshield like a wide shot. Yeah. To just some, a few blinking lights. You don't get to see, like, the gauges and the computers. They're smart about that. But when they cut outside, like Tut it said, to the space shot, awesome. and you get to see, it, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a matte painting of space, and then they just had a, a little uh, cutout of a spaceship, which they kind of floated. No CGI. Old school through it. It is it awesome. My, it warmed my soul. It I, totally did warm my soul. That was, that was when I texted you. I was like, oh, man, this is... I needed this right now. I love now. it. I loved it. Um, it reminded me, I don't know if y'all ever saw oh, it. I think it was like on Showtime. Was it was like a Close Encounters of the Weird Kind. The iron spaceship that they had. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of that when they flew it across that little oh. map planning. Here's my funny thing. It was going so slow. In the background, of course, is stagnant because it's a pain. It's not changing. But this was them at light speed. <laughs> and then she's like, where are we? Well, we're three light years from home. And it was like... Well, I don't care. I liked it. It's so low budget. It's it's awesome, but it oh, works. The, the suspension of disbelief. Is it works. I'm sure nice. Roxanne Blaze was used to working on bigger budget, like with her film Lesbo Madness. I know that had some money behind it. Uh, so I'm curious how she made the adjustment to something smaller in scale. The doctor would have made a penis reference there. <laughs> Uh, well, they're barely a few light years away from home when they run out of space gas and crash land into Earth. What a shithole. They try to radio their home planet on their communicator, which is just a cord phone from Radio Shack. <laughs> uh, but no luck. It doesn't work either. Well, like a lot of things from Radio Shack. As they crash. Is Radio Shack around anymore? I think no. they have like two stores. Two stores. One's in Temple, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think even that closed down. Did it? I think so. Uh, Maybe. Well, two 18-year-old dudes see the UFO crash, Dave and Jerry. Um, excuse me, 18? 
I don't even know their names, but that one in the passenger seat, I'm like, dude. Jerry, the long-haired, fun-loving Ray. He's mid-20s. He's pushing a good 36. Ouch. The wrong moisturizer. The wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, well, these guys look pretty young. I thought he was... 20s at least. Tut's going big on Jerry. Nah, maybe I'm harsh. A solid 32. Well, hey, Jerry, when he sees the plane crash, he's like, huh, I'd like to have a close encounter of the 69 kind. TNCC style. Good job, Jerry. We would have said that same thing. <laughs> uh, which, ironically, was a Roxanne Blaze film. Close <laughs> Encounters of the 69 kind. This is the dialogue that I came... This is, what, this is the reason I came here. <laughs> That's why you're here, huh? Oh, this is it. <laughs> but you mean here with us? No, for no, the movie. For the movie. Oh, okay. I got all proud of myself. <laughs> you know what you're no, getting I, here with? No, I knew. No, I came here be, for the beer. Okay. <laughs> we got lots of it. Uh, but the dudes can't stop to check out the UFO as they're late arriving at Dave's Uncle Bud's beach house. They find Uncle Bud meditating off the Pacific Coast, Californians, and he's played by the one and only Mr. Estevez. Oh, man, I can't believe they got someone like that to be in this movie. Estevez? I was wondering, like, whatever happened to him. The one and only Mr. Estevez. Of course, by our enthusiasm in this introduction, I mean Joe Estevez. (laughs) Who else could I possibly be referring to? Uh, Joe is, of course, Emilio Estevez's uncle, Charlie Sheen's, or Martin Sheen's younger brother. Okay, yeah. Um... God, he sounds just like Martin Sheen. Oh, he does. Apparently, he does a lot of voiceover work to make you think it's Martin Sheen doing a commercial. Like, oh, really? If you watch a commercial oh, and, wow. hear, and hear, like, oh, that sounds just like Martin Sheen. It's, it's this guy. Oh my Which, God. I, could, I, would love to, I would love to hear that agent's pitch. Oh, I got a guy who sounds just <laughs> hey, like... Hey, we want Martin Sheen to do the new Buick uh, no, no, Mariner. No. I can get well, you we a guy. Well, we catch you, Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah. But can you afford Martin Sheen? Do you want to save some money? <laughs> I've got... Someone who sounds just like him. In fact, they are bros. Or actually, it'd be like, Martin Sheen did the voiceover for the Buick Mariner. What's the new Saturn coming out? We got the voice for you. <laughs> Joe Estevez. <laughs> but you know what's interesting, too? Don Swayze. Remember the Family Guy Roadhouse episode with uh-huh. Patrick? He did the voice of Patrick, uh, Patrick Swayze. In that, that's Don Swayze doing Patrick's voice in Roadhouse. Man, I wish I had a famous older brother. No shit. That's that's TNCC. We don't wish we were the older brother. We wish we were the younger leech brother that could just suck suck on his success. Oh, what have you done with your life? Rid my brother's coattails. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't there a Peter Cade out there just kicking ass out in the world so I can pick up his scraps? Uh, Peter Cade, that's a good name. Thanks, Mom, for not being looser in your early years. All the success, none of the pressure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then they'd have Tut saying shit about me like, yeah, he looked Peter Cade's younger brother. He looks like he's been out in the sun a lot. <laughs> Crying in my beer. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're picking up on a trend in this film's casting, uh, obviously. After an anti-consumerism speech from old Joe Estevez about how little one truly needs to be happy in life, he's telling his nephew and his buddy, Big houses, fast cars, red meat. It's all bullshit, man. Yeah, it's easy for you to say that when you got this swank house on the beach. <laughs> what we're going to learn. Uncle Bud invites the boys in for a bite before they grab some surfboards and hit the waves. Oh, but the touch point, 
A guy named Hassler comes by with yet another eviction notice for Bud. I was wondering how a guy that loathes money could afford this place. Apparently he can't. (laughs) Once again, he's getting evicted. You know what? Unlike a beach house in Malibu, you know what is affordable, boys? What is? Undercrown cigars from our friends at Drew Estate. All right. How'd you like that segue? Nice segue. For those who work hard and play hard, the new Undercrown Sun Grown features an Ecuadorian Sumatra seed sun grown wrapper. The binder is a Connecticut River Valley stock cut cured sun grown Habano, complementing a powerhouse blend of Nicaraguan premium fillers. One leaf of extensively aged Lajero from the Nueva Segovia region that borders along Honduras has been selected to enhance the strength of the blend. We featured them on an episode last year and enjoyed them so much we named it our number nine cigar of 2017. So track yourself down a handful of undercrowned sungrowns and try one today. DrewEstate.com DrewEstate.com Thank you, Tut. When Dave and Jerry get down to the beach, there's a giant crazy beach party full in effect. (laughs) Maybe 200 or so bikini babes and dudes are dancing all over the fucking place. We don't get any jiggling bare boobs. I'm sorry, Axe. When you when we said what kind of movie do we want to do, he's like, "Give me something with boob, just give me something with boobs." There's no boobs in this. I mean, there's bikini boobs. Yes, but you know what? So this. But they're jumping around a lot. This montage. I'm sorry. Uh, they have like. It's still some impressive scenery. It is, and they have my favorite bikini of all time. The thong. The thong. Tra- tracking shot. Oh yeah, no, yeah, oh, yeah. Lots of thong V's. Between the dancing, chicks jogging in place, the beach volleyball shots. It's like the director had a megaphone. was like, keep jumping. Whatever you do, don't stop jumping. Don't stop jumping. You, jump rope. You, you're happy. Just jump nonsensical. Everybody jump. Guy in suit over there. Why aren't you moving? Jumping jacks now. Keep moving. Everybody is jumping. There's a real rocking kind of surf track plan. Everybody's jumping around. There's a tracking shot through the madness on a black bikini Thong, thong butt. That might be the best ass we've seen. We, we bore witness to a lot of tracking ass shots on this. Amen. Was it the best? <laughs> I think it was. Pretty much. Um, no, I'm going to have to give that to uh, James Bond and Ronan. Or, yeah, was it Ronan? Nomad. The tracking bus shot of, of Nomad that turns around where... This is his wiener shot. Okay, but this is number two. This is number two. Female, this is the best. Yes, okay. Yeah, oh, the yeah. tracking hot dog shot in Nomads from Pierce Brosnan. Everybody keep dancing. You cameraman, keep on that ass. I would think David D, if like the cameraman went to a guy holding a hot dog, would be like, hot dog guy, jump. <laughs> Jiggle that wiener. <laughs> Matt C would do that. <laughs> Uh, man, that black thong. It was like a long-ass tracking shot. Well, it's a long-ass scene. It's like Through ten, the sand, it's by like the way. It's like 10 minutes of chicks then, jumping um, around. Yeah, it was like no a 10-minute montage. No dialogue. Just 10 minutes of... I want an hour and a half movie. I can't give you that. I've got maybe got an hour. Days. I've got an hour's worth of material here. I want an hour and a half. All right. <laughs> keep dancing. You Holy keep jumping. Beach balls, Batman. That... that Lots of. I will tell. I will take a moment that the soundtrack's actually pretty good on that, this. that little song. Uh, uh, jumping around, it, it's kind of like a you know late eighties punk. Uh, I was thinking it's more like a rockabilly kind it, of yeah, surf, surf kinda, song, like a Dick Dale meets yeah, kind of like, like an alternative B fifty two surf. It was, was kind of like a Reverend Horton Heat B fifty two deal. It was yeah. a, it was a cool song, yeah. which they think so because they use it a lot. Yeah, the same yeah. song in the movie. Da, da, 
Anywho, we get at least 10 or 12 more minutes of people jumping around and clapping to the music before Dave and Jerry get hungry from looking at all the, the ass and they head over to Dr. Veg's food stand. Dr. Veg. Dr. Veg. They order some burgers and milkshakes, but Dr. Veg informs them, I don't use any animal products or dairy hey, or artificial sugar. I'm listening to this guy, and I'm like, that voice sounds familiar. Played that by, face played looks familiar. by the one and only Travolta. J-fucking-Travolta. Fuck yeah! And of course we mean Joey Travolta. <laughs> Who's equally talented it. older brother, John Travolta, you may have heard of. <laughs> Uh, but by the way, not only can they not order in that, Jerry can't eat anything in there. He's allergic to anything with vegetables in it. I can relate. It's a real. That's a real thing. I, I'm sure it is. It's a real condition. Meow too. <laughs> a local surfer named Ziggy comes up to order some food and informs our bros while they're waiting on their soy pizzas that Dr. Veg, Joey Travolta, who's... Not a very good actor. Uh, no, I think his not. main claim to fame was a singer. He released some disco albums in the 70s. That was kind of his latch on to John's disco success. Uh, he was actually an <laughs> MIT, no, not Joey, but Dr. Veg, the character, was an MIT scientist. NASA. Big NASA. That guy. created the jet propulsion system NASA used to launch rockets into space. Well, there you go. I wonder if that nugget's going to come in handy yeah, later on. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. Hey, we have some chicks that might need to get back into space. Soy pizza. Soy pizza. So soy. So soy. No. No. <laughs> Across the beach at the mansion. Cody, I'm soy for that. Ugh. On the ritzier side of the beach, there's a mansion belonging to the world-famous swimsuit designer Sally. Played by robot ninjas, Linnea Quigley. Boom. Uh, she's reluctantly instructing her henchman, Hassler, the guy that delivered the eviction notice. All right, do what it takes to get my former lover, Bud, off the beach before the upcoming contest in three days. We aren't told, here we go again, what the contest is, what importance it holds, <laughs> anything about this fucking contest, which is par for the course in these bad movies. No the idea only, what it is. The only thing missing was the deeds. The Where deeds. are the deeds? We have to get the deeds from Uncle Bud. Exactly. That was the only thing. <laughs> Obviously, they would be in the freezer. Check there first, people. Always uh, check the freezer. But, as always with these movies, who fucking cares? No. It doesn't matter. Because then we go down to the hot tub at Sally's place where three top-heavy and topless beach babes are getting their photos taken for a swimsuit catalog. Sans swimsuits. Well, they have the bottoms on those ninety bottoms where the bottoms like go up to their mi like their rib cage. Yes, that. I'm that was sorry, I liked it. That yeah, yeah those, those sorry, suits were horrible. It. That's what I was looking at. I, I liked it. I liked the suits. Uh, those good suits. You didn't know there were suits till I said that. There was just a lot of boobs swinging around. Uh, Yak boy, I granted your wish, my friend. Yes. Oh, and there's also in the scene a weird kind of out of nowhere dream sequence where Hassler is staying there and he daydreams oh my about him getting coated in baby oil by a crazy hot naked chick while this weird demented circus music is playing. What the fuck was that? And hey, normally I'm like in these movies, you don't give a lot of weight to him, but I'm like, dude, Hassler is scuzzy, pervy, creepy. And now he's like a psych, like that's and it's weird because he's like licking his lips. And he's all like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. And I'm just like, "Dude, you're 
You went well, full Steven Seagal on me. His character's name Sally is Hassler. Hassler. <laughs> He's like, he hassles people. Peter Sullivan style. What is this guy? He's hassling people. Hassler. 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 The wrong henchman. The wrong lawyer. All right, well, moving on. Uh, I need a beer. You guys doing okay? Yeah. I'm doing all right for right now. Cigar-wise, you guys are in the second half now? Yes. Anything surprising? Anything? Not really. It's a nice cigar. It's just not really... Uh, yeah. Not too much on transition. Yeah. Yeah, boy, I thought transition was going to be the, the word of the night after I got that... Boy, blast of cream and chocolate there at the inch point. And then I know you got real excited about it. I did. That. I got real excited. And then, you know, I'm only halfway through. There could be some more surprises. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so far it's oak, some cream on the retro, a little bit of chocolate came and went. Uh, but mainly, man, that oak is it's woodsy. Yeah. And kind of earthy, which is Nicaragua. But um, we'll, come, we'll, we'll come back. Like I said, we're, we're still going. All right. Well, Jerry, Dave, and their new surfer bro from the Doctor Vegistan, Ziggy. Who's this guy, Ziggy? Ziggy. Is, it, is he anybody? No, no. Uh, well, is, actually, he like, he, is he like Ben Russell? Unlike Jerry and Dave, he actually has worked, but nothing that I saw to okay. recognize. They stumble across our three space babes. We haven't seen them in a while from Beyond, and they immediately hit it off with the girls. The babes. Speak in perfect English. <laughs> they say a few things like parental units instead of parents, but I mean they they tell them they're from Sweden, and that's why they talk a bit different. And the guys buy it with no questions asked. Dave might want to rethink college. His it's, big thing is he's going to college. No, no, they have no Swedish accents. I I, I can easily explain this in just. Six reasons why. Uh, one, if you can't two, point, three, it's a four, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's the reason why. It's not the fact that he's not. It's not the fact that he's dumb. Yeah. It's just he's facing that. Uh, again, if you're listening to us, not watching us, Tut just uh, well, one he knocked over our sound recorder with his boner, <laughs> and then he pointed to the screen where we're looking at six, uh, six boobs, boobs, uh, boobs. We just lost. Both female viewers tonight. Oh no! Hey, like I said, we're we're pioneers for female rights, the Me Too movement. Well, until you came up with Meow Too, <laughs> Meow Too. <laughs> That's gonna be what sinks us. I'm sorry, Charles Martinborn does not apologize. No, he doesn't. Well, he's a cat. He can't. He's the Bill Cosby of felines. <laughs> no, he's not. That's mean. Is he wearing an adorable? He wears horrible sweaters. Sweater. He does work. Yeah. All right. You might have something. The guys take the girls back to Uncle Bud's beach house, and uh, Uncle Bud invites them to stay for dinner. But the girls have heard that the the people on Earth eat their kind. It's kind of an ur- urban legend. And when Uncle Bud looks at them and says, ooh, you girls look tasty, they're like, eh. But because it's this movie, they don't care. They sure will eat. Come to dinner. It was a different time. Uh, it is Uncle Bud. Come he's referring on. to yeah. the soy burgers. He's looking past them at the grill. The soy burgers look tasty. But they're like, oh shit, he's talking about us. But that wouldn't get them to hang out with the guys, so we just they, they go along with them. Uh, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> the chicks basically. All I know is every time that I see Uncle Bud on screen, I'm like, yeah. 
I like this guy. Well, nothing matters because the chicks ignore every red flag whatsoever and go with the guys because they're horny and they, you know, invite the boys in with open legs. This is going to make an awesome social studies project, Luna says. To which Solo says, social studies, biology project. And at this point, I will in- interject. If you fast forward, uh, you know, a couple of decades, yes, this is a very interesting social studies project. When you look at the promiscuity of the early 90s and you juxtapose it with the puritanism of today, today sucks. Today does suck. I'm with you on that. I hate today. I just, people having fun, man. Let them have fun. Don't have fun. Go to the beach. Go dancing for, you know, 20-minute montages for weird guys with cameras. It's fine. It's okay to watch boobs jiggle. It's okay to watch Pierce Brosnan hold a hot dog down there for <laughs> just an ungodly amount of time. And it's okay to really get hungry for a hot dog and eat one later that night. It We're is. not judging you. I'm kind of judging that, but I'm no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You guys didn't eat hot dogs after that? I, no. Yeah. I had a little... No, we haven't touched them since. I had... Had a pig in a blanket. <laughs> Heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to do a movie where women are objectified and guys just hanging their tongues out and they actually get together and the women find something to like about the boys and the boys only like a certain something about the girls and everybody ends up happy. That, that, would, that probably wouldn't be perceived uh, too well these days. Yeah, but, I mean, if it was just only that trope one of the guys is not he just doesn't just jump all over the woman he's like he's oh, no, all you always it. have the slow burning relationship while the other people are having fun we're gonna we'll get to that um of course when she's like how about we make it a biology project the dudes are all high-fiving <laughs> yeah. oh yeah the yeah. swedish bikini team just crash here in their spaceship <laughs> this all adds up <laughs> it's, right. like a, it's like a bud light commercial up in here <laughs> Uh, as Uncle Bugs hands out beers there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. soy burgers, <laughs> none of that, but he's got a plenty of Bud Lights in the fridge. Uh, Jerry realizes that he's incredibly sunburned. <laughs> this might be my favorite scene in the whole film because the editor, 10 days you said they made this. To show that Jerry's sunburned, the editor just boosts the color up on all the shots of Jerry. So he just gets red, but everybody else and everything else, the sand gets also redder. Gets red. The other people in the background, the cars get redder. <laughs> How do we make Jerry Well, uh, I can solve man, this I gotta, problem. I Contrast up. He just glowing red. Oh, well, there was a lot of uh, technical difficulties shooting this thing because there's a lot of blown out scenery. There's just a lot of just. Man, it, uh, man, it was just so good. It was like, oh, he's sunburned. <laughs> he's glowing, and everything else is. Uh, Uncle Bud. Of course, we say that. That's back. That's back before the days you could just put it into After Effects and hit your. Yeah, curves. I mean, this was literally. This was literally there. Oh, uh, make it red. Yeah, they they were working with film. More oh, red. Know. Uncle Bud whips up Dr. Huxtable's patented anti-sunburn smoothie that he's been making for years. He calls it the Big Kahuna Smoothie. Cajonas. Cajonas Smoothie. Yeah. That's what they should wrap over my giant gonad alien on the beach. 
uh, is going to be red. But he passes it along to the whole gang. They all got some sun. And they show him making it in the blender for like two minutes. Running time? Not a problem. Joe Estevez making a smoothie for two minutes. All right. Guys, like a, I literally have like barely an hour's <laughs> worth of material here. We've got tonight's to... movie was an hour and fifteen minutes long. I'm just saying, if you saw my Tuttle baking salmon video, <laughs> I took a lot of notes from this movie. <laughs> that three minutes salt that and pepper salmon montage. Peaking up? I can solve that problem. <laughs> that one minute of Tuttle walking in slow motion to the pantry, insane. Oh, Tuttle needs another beer. Um, well, anyway, Bud whips up this anti-sunburn smoothie and gives it to everybody and it makes them all super horny. The girls are all... It's the honey that's... Oh, what is this? And they get out of control and they immediately grab the three dudes and pull them away to get down to business. I thought that they would make more play about honey getting them horny, but they never come back to visit it. Honey? Yeah, it was the honey in it. How'd you know that? Because I'm a scientist. But you're not a scientist. A mixologist was, was he put was, was three thousand goddamn things in that smoothie. When did he say it was the honey? It was the what, honey. Was the honey organic? I thought Patel was going to come out with his. It was the cardamom. <laughs> the cardamom. Cardamom in the smoothie. I didn't see him put cardamom in there. Maybe he some grandma put everything but... else in the kitchen sink in there. <laughs> oh my goodness! I tell you what, he can't afford to pay his rent, but he can buy groceries. Like and twenty-seven beer. ingredients for yeah. his sunburn lotion. Priorities. Well, He's Sola, got him right. Sola, the horniest one, she bangs Ziggy in Uncle Bed's guest room. I like the way that Uncle Bud is like, all right, so not only did I give you all miners beer, yeah. uh, but now that I see that you're horny, I'm getting out of here. Uh, yeah. You guys have a good time. Well, isn't that the right move? Yes, it is the right you move. You don't want to have the older guy, now that I've got all you underage teenagers horny, I'm just going to settle in and enjoy the show. <laughs> no, you want him to get the hell the out of The wrong decision. The wrong, the wrong move. Just let me go right behind this two-way mirror. The wrong chaperone. <laughs> no, that was in the uh, Corey and Corey movie. The wrong Estevez. Who do we get to... Oh, wait. it's Clearly, it's Joe Estevez. <laughs> No, he does. He he does the right thing and get the underage kids ho- drunk and horny, and then he leaves. Uh, Thank God I set up these thirty cameras. Even though I can't afford rent, I can afford eighty hours of film. You guys take my room. I'll be over there meditating. Oh, we just set up the cameras and we get the. No, I'm sorry. It's too hot for him to wear a sweater. Luna, the most. Sex pod of the bunch. Buxom. She takes uh, Jerry out to the van and spends an uncomfortable amount of time licking and sucking on Jerry's nipples. Did you guys get a little weirded out watching that? He was a nipply guy. That's why I'm like, yo. I mean, I can understand it. I mean, look at that, but I'm not Team Luna. Well, I mean, if maybe he was doing the nipple licking, that might have been. Yeah, something bad move, Double D. I don't know what Double D was thinking. With you know what, we're gonna go against expectations here. Go to town on Jerry's boobs. Okay, the wrong director. The wrong director. <laughs> Maybe they flipped a coin. Whose nipples gonna be sucked in this scene? Maybe she threw. Well, up. you lost. <laughs> Jerry's like whatever, man. <laughs> I don't see Jerry. Jerry had a very '90s look. He, totally he did. did the swimsuit with the sleeveless flannel shirt. Yeah, yeah. 
open up. Well, this was what? 92? 93. 93? So, yeah, I mean, it's coming in. Boy, that sleeveless flannel was a big thing in the early 90s. Brenda, Dylan, boys and girls could do it. Brandon did it a ton. Yeah, 90s. That's when it was. That's what Tut wears when he mows his grass. (laughs) Dude, I'm East Texan. I cut the sleeves out of everything. Um, Well, so they're making out. Sola and Ziggy are banging in the guest room. And by the way, we're seeing everything. We're seeing... They're not blocking shots. No, it's it's straight up like well, this actually, is why they you, are blocking shots. Well, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're seeing everything except insertion. All right, Double D, I'm sorry for my wrong director. Uh, it's the comment. right director. It's the right director. We never made a right movie. <laughs> That's not a movie. Whoa. The wrong. You can oxymoron. make things with right. <laughs> not for lifetime. You can't. Who didn't tell me about this? <laughs> Uh, Who on my team let me down? Look at this. Right, wrong decision? <laughs> Dave and Xena, they just kiss tenderly. There's no. They don't even get naked. They. Dave's like, fuck. Out of Wait. three Swedish babes, I picked the one who just wants to kiss. Uh. No, David's a sweet guy. He's all in He's full of feelings. feelings. He's full of something. Because there was a scene that we didn't talk about where they were describing their perfect guy, and each one had their thing. And homegirl was like, I want the sensitive guy. She wanted the sensitive guy. One girl wanted the, the Cade, the muscle beefcake guy on the beach. One girl wanted the Tut, the scientist, doing test tubes and stuff. And then she wanted the sensitive lover like Cody. All right, you brought it around. You brought it around. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just this once, I'll let that pass. Xena wants to tell... One time uh, back in episode 16, uh, the doctor said I had bodybuilder arms. <laughs> Reference that. And in episode 13, you said I was vascular. It's in there. It's in the archives. You oh can go God. watch it. Not that, I, not that I keep track of those things. I think Let me I check will. my forearm tattoo where I tattoo everything positive you guys have ever said about me. It's hard to see with my bodybuilder arms. Oh. Xena wants to tell <laughs> Dave that she's from outer space, but she just can't find the right moment. Kind of like Bobby McCain in Wet n' Wild Summer. Yeah. He just wants to find the right time. There's a lot of similarities oh, there between is. those two there movies. There is a lot. Well, maybe I spoke too soon. Well, in fact, I certainly did speak too soon, because after a night of kissing and on top of clothes touching, Tut style, Xena... <laughs> I don't know why I put Tut style. I just... I want to be sensitive. I want to be respectful. You know, I don't want to move too fast. I'm looking to build something. Pointer Sisters, I want a man with a slow hand. I want a man with an easy touch. That was written about... I think that was Conway. Ron no, that was Conway. It was the Pointer Sisters. No, it was Conway. That was Conway Twitty. It was the Pointer Sisters. Conway. Let me tell you something. You I was related. They All right, you know what? I'm, st- I'm going to pull rank on you here. No, bullshit. I was related to the songwriter who wrote that song. In Nashville, he married uh, my mother's cousin. He was a very successful country music writer. He wrote Slow Hand for the Pointer Sisters. It was one of his biggest hits. Conway Twitty might have done a bizarre cover of it. He did bizarre song. Conway Twitty sang, I want a man with a slow hand. No, you want a man with the slow hand. There's a Pointer Sisters song first. You want a... Excuse me, do I need to grow my hair out Conway Twitty style? <laughs> oh, God. Bring <laughs> forth the Conway a- helmet. <laughs> Put your thumb <laughs> in your mouth. 
You want a man right, with next, an easy touch. Next, next bathroom break, we'll uh, we'll check. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll fact check. We'll be right. Okay. That's don't 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 doubt me on Conway, man. Well, after a night of kissing and on top of clothes touching, touch style, I'll stand by that. Zena trusts Dave enough to tell him she's in fact not from Sweden, but from the planet Vasquez. Vasquez? What the fuck? Vasquez? Was it supposed to be vascular? Uh, I've heard it both ways. Double D, maybe Vasquez Prime, Vasquez Beta, Vasquez One Two Nine. Maybe not a planet named after. I'm gonna go with Vasquez Three. Vasquez Three. I'm, I'm cool with that How too. About planet Vaso or Vasquo or something that sounds like outer space. Here on the planet McSorley, <laughs> it's Vasquez is where she's from. He can't believe it. He thought aliens are green and have big heads. Star Trek style. You don't have a big head. You're not green. So disappointing. She knows how to prove it. She takes him to the T-Bird rocket ship. Instantly he's a believer. Oh, cool. He shows it off. She shows him, here's the windshield wipers. Here's the well, ho- here's before, the horn. Before, here's the cup holder. Let's just start out that the... <laughs> that the here's the white wall The tires. camouflage netting... Oh, yeah. Where did they find that? The camouflage netting to put over it? Yes, no, no, but the, no, no. the camouflage the netting o- that was literally the o- covers... Two square feet. <laughs> he pulls it down off the giant spaceship. It literally covered nothing. Cody, obviously you don't understand ocular disruption fabric. I, apparently I do not Ooh, because I like th- there wasn't enough ocular was disruption fabric to cover anything. They didn't even put bushes around it. By the way, Double D, I'm for hire for your next film. I'll give the you right more. descriptives. <laughs> the right descriptives. What'd you call it? Ocular? Ocular disruption fabric. This is why we can't go anywhere. I'm actually kind of scared he knows that. What are you hiding? <laughs> Nothing. When I go to my home world of McFadden 9, you'll understand. Oh, you started planting those tobacco fields in your backyard, don't you? You put a, put a thing up? <laughs> you don't wanna... It's just me and Steve Earl doing... You I want... just got Copperhead Road on You don't repeat. want the Fuentes coming in stealing your crops? Never come back from Tuttlehead Road. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. She's like, here's the windshield wipers. Here's the horn. Beep, beep. Here's the cup holders. Everything is like just in the car. Wow, a real life UFO, Dave says. Again, I don't think this guy's ready for even junior college. <laughs> I'm in college. What college? Clown college? <laughs> they didn't have uh, University of Phoenix back then. Bartending Academy, maybe? Oh, Maybe. These guys, I could see them being Hamburger there. Academy. So, or maybe Hamburger Academy. You could go make some burgers. She tells them, we need a special fuel to get back home. And he immediately, he's smart enough to be like, Dr. Veg made that rocket fuel to get the NASA shuttles off. He knows how to make things that he's never seen before. I told you that was going to come back. That's called foreshadowing, foreshadowing, boys. Foreshadowing. Way to go, Double D. Can you make this? Let me show you this liquid. Yeah, I've seen it before. How do you know what the liquid is? Have you tested it? The right plop development. <laughs> Let me dip some of these little acid strips in there. Yeah, this is easy enough. I think uh, Dr. Veg is just straining out his soy fries, like the fryer, and, uh, huh. you know, that soy pizza crust has to be. Yeah, I'm telling you, it. soy can do just about anything. You fucking Austin hippie. <laughs> I love this beer. The only thing it's going to do is shrink your gonads. I sure do. It's crisp. It's 
like we said, uh, the malts and the I like hops. the maltiness. Uh, that's what I really like. Yeah, about it. I, I knew you would, yeah. but I, man, I, I prefer. I kind of love malty stuff on its own, but every once in a while, uh, IPA will come around and really balance heavy, heavy yeah. hops with malt. And when they do it right, oh, and I enjoy oh, it. If if, oh, yeah. if you're not uh, if you're not a big IPA guy, if you don't really like the big high IBUs, I knew this is a great entrance into it. I knew the Imperial IPAs you tend to love because they are more malty, yeah, and they're just not all blast you in the mouth. Well, I like, I'm I'm a big stout guy, and I like the darker side of things, and yeah. so I, I just appreciate that maltiness. So to have that mixture of the two, it's kind of like hey, Roxanne Blaze was actually in both films, blast you in the mouth which you just mentioned and the darker side of things so there's two more we need to check out and as far as cigar guys you are in the last third yeah yeah t- you're close yes. uh you're in your you're a little past halfway i'm i'm right at third well almost i will say this it's burning slow it's a robusto yeah very it, it's uh it's it, it has burned slow it's a robusto that's lasted about an hour and 10 yeah. minutes hour uh, 15 maybe about an hour yeah. when we kick it in and we still have a little bit of you know he and I've got a little bit of ways to go uh, the cream has come alive more on the retro hail for me in the last yes. third boy I blow it out my nose it's just it's really nice retro hail yeah uh, still getting the the oak and man maybe a little bit of the milk or the dark chocolate has come back but mainly it's the earth and yeah. but man that cream it's got a nice retro hail when it shows up it just kind of comes and goes i'm finally getting the oak that you guys have been talking about dominating the cigar um but uh it, it is nice you want to take now to talk about price point yes please might as well robusto i'm going to go five by 50 i think robusto five by 50 i will go they, they had a top 10 last year in Cigar Aficionado, so oh. that gives them a little bit of what are we going to do next? You're gonna, you're gonna, are they going to make you pay for it? Are they going to ride mm, the 10, consumer huh? friendly? I'll go 825. 825. I'd say 9. It's impossible for me to say, obviously, as I'm the only one who knows the answer. 9. 9 even. Boom. Get these right now from our friends at Famous Smoke Shop. Um, I usually wait a little while for price point. I've still got a ways to go on this thing. Um, I like the $9 just because the length of the smoke. There has been moments of transitions. Tut's noticed it on me. Like He'll be like, yeah, I saw your eyes got big. Like, yeah. There are moments where I'm like... Whoa, that's new. Or whoa, that opened up something new. But it, it does leave a little bit sooner than I would like it to. Right. Um, I will say this. This cigar needs a ballsy, or this beer needs a, a ballsy cigar to, to pair with it. And I think it's a really good pairing. Um, I think it's a good price point. Um I've got a whole third to go, so we'll see. If I get even more, then I might say it's a great price point. But um, flavor profile, oak, earth, cream. Construction-wise, I have 
at times pulled a little bit hard on it, but I've noticed you've had a flawless draw throughout. Um, haven't had to retouch it. Uh, one little time there, but that was more for aesthetics than anything else. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. I think it might be a little overshadowed by the beer, honestly. Yeah. Um, I just really like the beer, and it, it, you know, sometimes we have a victor. Yeah, where the beer's drawing a lot more of your attention than the cigar. The cigar's name is the victor. Uh, <laughs> I think the beer might be the victor tonight. I like the beer a lot. Well, in the meantime, while Dr. Veg is cooking up his rocket fuel, uh, Dave, Jerry, and Ziggy get the three space babes into some Earthling style. Wait, hang on one second. Because I like the way Dr. Veg decides that he knows what the components are. He drinks it. He's got the test tube there. He starts. That's how you taste it. it. That's That's how how you know it's rocket fuel. He's like, oh, Uh, yeah, I can. They're like, hey, do you know what stuff's in this? And he's like, yeah, let me take it a little bit. Tastes it, drinks it. Oh, they took him a sample of rocket fuel? Yeah. I actually only pay attention to the parts where... (laughs) Where the boobs are bouncing? The boobs are bouncing. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're a reliable narrator at work. I miss that. Okay. Well, he's hard at work. (laughs) They get the three space babes into some Earthling-style bikinis that Xena makes from scratch. Made from Uncle Bud's curtains, I guess. Uh, She's a designer, remember? Yes, yeah. And it's beach time, baby. Uh, Cue the jumping around montage again. Actually, no. I guess all the extras they got that day were tired. It's a montage of just everybody laying around the beach. Just just laying there. Sleeping. Well, they just shot like three hours of jumping around footage. I know. That's what I'm saying. The extras were tired. (laughs) They show them sipping drinks, laying down, reading magazines. At one point, they show some girls packing up their towels and leaving. Like, it's, everybody's tired. They jumped around, like, for hours. <laughs> this is the After Effects. The most boring beach montage ever. Dudes just sleeping on sandcastles. Uh, it's very low-energy montage. Maybe the most low-energy montage we've seen in one of these movies. And we've seen a lot of beach montages over the years. Uh, but it's really weird, because it's set to the same high-energy beach music. Yeah. It's yeah. like... It's like a girl just... <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait a minute. Have we missed my favorite song of the entire the entire movie? I think we did. Back in the uh, van scene and the over-the-shirt feeling. Well, the van scene was the sucking on Jerry's boobs. And they did a Keel song called Somewhere in the Night, which is like one of the most epic-sounding hairband songs that I had never heard. I had never heard a Kiel I saw you this. post a Kiel song on Facebook the other day and I went to say you're welcome because I knew you were watching this. Yeah. I know Kiel. You know Kiel. I had never heard of it. I didn't pick up that it was a Kiel song in the van. Yeah, it was because I had to look it up because I was like, dude, this song fucking rocks. I'm not ashamed of my hairband love. And I was like, how did I get out of the 80s without hearing this song? So I went and looked it up. Then I went and started looking through the entire discography of Kill, and I'm like, dude, this guy fucking rocks, man. They were the wrong hairband. The wrong hairband. <laughs> Too late for hair. I, did, I didn't. I guess I was just concentrating on Jerry's weird nipple nipples. thing. 
I, I didn't hear Keel. Oh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Okay. Somewhere in the night. <laughs> Dude, he's going to oh, doctor's place. Great, I it. Give us a little bit more. I, that's all you that's get. That's it. Uh, um, but during this slow... Somewhere in the... No, that's <laughs> Oh, man. No, 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 no. It's right there. Anytime. I keep keep feeling it. Do you want me to go back in my notes to the van (laughs) scene? Do you want me to set the scene? She licked Jerry's belly up to his his hard pectoral muscles. No. And went to town on it. No. Yeah. I think it worked. You're you're, you're getting excited. I'm into it. And actually the... uh, If you guys want to talk about Jerry's nipple, that's, that's fine. I mean, I got nothing else to talk about. It was. It wasn't somewhere in the night video, but I found another video of his that has like this weird alien pulling down a lever, and then like some waitress dancing on the bar. It was pretty good. Go ahead. Okay. We are pro keel. I, uh, I I never heard of him until two nights ago. Well, it's not him. It's a band. Oh, okay. Well, it might be a guy, Peter Keel. Peter. I think it is Peter Keel. Kind of like Geoffrey. Yeah. You can't go there. <laughs> he went there. I went full Geoffrey. Oh, man. He should have had a song on this. He should have. Um, but maybe that Kiel song would have played better over this Here Comes the Night. Everybody's getting sleepy. Because <laughs> they're, just, they're just so low energy. When the Alien Babes played, they do get the Alien Babes to play some beach volleyball in this montage. And you would think Sci-Fi Babes movie, like... They go to spike the ball and they blast it with their laser vision, or like Luna would jump up ten feet with her alien. Not this movie. They have no powers other than making sweet intergalactic love. Oh yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Somewhere in the night. Uh, that's okay. If if that's all you're good at is coming to Earth and boning junior college wannabes, that's okay. That's okay. You know what else is okay? Bring us your horny, your intergalactic... <laughs> Bring us your horny, your semi-stunted growth adults. We'll make love to them. And that's okay. You know what else is okay? What is? Undercrown cigars from our friends at your estate. For those who work hard and nice. play hard. Much like Jerry and Dave. Well, we don't see them working at all. <laughs> but they play hard. Uh, they're playing volleyball pretty hard. Actually, they're pretty sleepy, too. But anyway, uh, the new Undercrown Sun Grown features an Ecuadorian Sumatra seed, Sun Grown wrapper. The binder is a Connecticut River Valley stock-cut cured Sun Grown Habano, complementing a powerhouse blend of Nicaraguan premium fillers. One leaf of extensively aged Lajero from the Nueva Segovia region along the border of Honduras has been selected to enhance the strength of the blend. As I said earlier... TNCC really dug this cigar with its notes of graham cracker, subdued cedar, and milk chocolate. Uh, so head to your local cigar shop or hit up your favorite online retailer and try an underground sun-grown today. Nailed it. The boys see a sign for a beach bikini contest posted on the beach offering $30,000 in winnings. Thirty. $30,000? The exact amount that Uncle Bud needs to keep the beach house. You don't Wait. say. And they it's tell like the girls we have, kismet. we have to enter this to save Uncle Bud from you foreclosure. You like Uncle Bud, don't you? Now, 45 minutes into this film with like 15 minutes left, we have a plot point 
that kind of resembles the plot point of every one of these fucking movies we watch. Uh. <laughs> but I was waiting for it. Where's this going? I am surprised that other people haven't used this idea before. Uh, uh, they have. They have? Uh, oh, every single one of these movies that we've watched. You've been watching the wrong titty movies. <laughs> but of course. Beach Academy, Car Wash Academy, and they're uh, all saying. Bikini movies. Car Wash Academy. <laughs> <laughs> bikini Bikini Company. Beach Bikini Car Wash Academy. Car Wash Bikini Company. I, car Wash Titty Academy. <laughs> I've just We've seen them all, folks. Uh, by the way, Car Wash Titty Academy was... I thought it was very underrated, actually. I really It did. had a lot of subplots that were dark for the time. There was a nuance there. There really was. was. There really was. I, uh, I appreciate it. A lot of Terrence Malick-esque. He <laughs> drew from all aspects of the craft. I would call it, I would call it Fitzgerald, Fitzgeraldian. There was some F. Scott Fitzgeraldian yeah. script touches there. <laughs> No. Pe- pe- people touch things. Uh, another space dust, please. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they have to save the beach house, damn it. Because it is just a dilapidated shack. I love this scene. Maybe Sally's right, Uncle Bud says. Maybe at age 50 I need to finally grow up and get a job and keep my house up to code. Don't do that, Uncle Bud, Dave says. You like the way your life is. Don't change. I need a nephew like Dave. I love that message. You're First an all, aimless drifter with nothing going on in your You're a pathetic loser. Dave, don't change. Dave, Dave, don't get a job. You're happy. Do what you're doing. Why not? You Our the- alien girlfriends can win the bikini contest and save your house. I'm just saying that if that dude's 50, first of all, he looks great at 50. Well, he's been meditating on the beach, just drinking beers and soy burgers. Then everybody needs to eat soy burgers, drink beer, and meditate on a beach if you're going to look like that at 50. Not only that, you get to hang out with like a whole bunch of like... Wait, that's we could have. You know what? We could have our alien <laughs> girlfriends make bikinis. Or we could simply go talk to Dr. Veg and say, Hey, take some of your MIT contacts and use this new and improved rocket fuel we've got from space. See, the problem is the problem with this whole theory is that I've been like, "Oh, Dr. Veg, you can reproduce that rocket fuel? Let me see it." Oh, I'm sorry, babe, he couldn't figure it you out. You got to stay here with me now. <laughs> you got to stay here with me now. Can't go back home, sorry. That would have been a, an interesting plot twist if these guys were like, "Look, we're losers. We're never getting Jerry, this." Jerry, you're on a 3-week leave from 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I got rejected into you know the Wisconsin School of fucking motorcycle repair. Oh man, I got nothing going on. These chicks are the best thing. Poughkeepsie working. State's not calling me. Let's just pour out this rocket fuel and just tell these girls that we're like the best this planet has to offer, and you just come stay with us. Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. I'm kind of like the president, the supreme ruler of your planet, Vasquez. Wait, no. If you're going to go with that line, you need to get the planet. You need to get the rocket fuel and get them out of here. That way, they never find out different. Or you go with them. Exactly. Tuttle's boner almost knocked over the audio recorder there again. Um, uh, no, they're, dude. Everyone, everyone here, even Sally, the bad guy, is kind of okay. There's no real bad guys in this. It's so lighthearted, yeah. which I kind of like. I was waiting for Hassler to step up. He never did. Never did. 
As, as a matter of fact, gonna, he does something here soon that I'm going to point out that's like we've never seen him in one of these movies. He was going to be the guy. He, he never to steal the deeds from the freezer. <laughs> Oh wait, that's a completely different movie. No, it's not a completely different movie. It's a it's the exact different same movie. movie, but the deed. <laughs> I was waiting, like, uh, folks. If you're confused, go to our Wet and Wild summer episode. The movies are basically the same. It's the Just Australian s- version of this movie. Substi- or this is sub- the Australian substitute version. Substitute Australian movie. babes for alien babes, and it's the exact same movie. Well, meanwhile, over at Sally's mansion, uh, she's Ooh, welcoming Babe Exchange. The wrong exchange. The wrong exchange. She's welcoming in Mr. Bun to take a look at her bikini models. Holy Burt Ward, Batman. It's Burt Ward. (laughs) This one I could... At first, I really didn't believe it. Then I did believe it because I looked and it was Burt fucking Ward. I guarantee you, folks, listening at home or watching us on YouTube, we are the only podcast who's ever featured... Two movies featuring both Leanna Quigley and Burt Ward in the same calendar year ever. Or, forget that, in their existence. Those two have been on screen in Robot Ninja and this, and nobody ever has. Eat your heart out, but Joe I, Bob Briggs. The fact that I love more than anything is that Burt Ward... That, Joe Rogan. Is that he is Mr. Sunbun. His name is Mr. Sunbun. I want Joe Bob Briggs to go, you know what, guys? Excuse me, one second. I want that slow clap. Come on, Joe Bob. Slow I want, clap us. I want Robin that slow clap. himself is back, baby. Burt Ward, the original Robin from the 1960s Batman. We talked about him. He and Leanna were together in Robot Ninja. Now they're back here, which makes sense. David D. executive produced Robot Ninja. He had their names in the Rolodex. Who <laughs> do I get to play Mr. Sunbun? I'll just spin this thing. Oh, Burt Ward. There you go. It took me a little bit to, get to realize that it was Burt Ward. I was like... Dude, I've seen this guy. I know this guy. And then I looked it up and I was like, <laughs> like you said, holy Burt Ward, Batman. <laughs> it's Burt Ward. As Sally unleashes two of her most bodacious Burt Ward babes. plays Robin in the 60s Batman. Yeah. Just, there might be some, I know there's some younger audiences out there. They don't, they don't know. Well, I actually said that, but you were chugging the uh, space dust. <laughs> yeah, as dust Sa- this. As Sally does, did you say dust this? Is he throwing shade at the host? He just did. And I love it. Yeah, I kind of like it too. As Sally unleashes two of her most bodacious bikini babes on Burt Ward to influence his... He's going to be a judge in the big bikini contest, which we still don't know what it is or like the reason behind it. Excuse me. Do not look Mr. Bun in the eye. (laughs) Don't Do not tell, tell Mr. Bun he's a star. He knows it. I wore those green tights. I know what I did. Well, you could tell by the three henchmen that he has like right oh, next to him. Three black suit shade wearing henchmen that follow him everywhere. Excuse me. Uh, do not He makes tell suntan oil and he's got three <laughs> fucking henchmen. You can tell Mr. Bun he did a good job if he initiates the conversation. I'm sorry, Rose McGowan. You're no Burt Ward. <laughs> I was just waiting for like one of those guys to just like push someone out of the way. Like they did nothing. Fuck off, loser. They did nothing. They were awesome though. I'm like, you can't. Who breathe. is this man? You can't breathe Burt Ward's air. <laughs> one of which, though, the bikini babes that she brings out to impress him. 
is the black thong babe from that tracking shot in the uh, beginning. Oh. That was. Black thong babe. Nice caboose. Hubba hubba. Thank you, hardwood table. Well, guess what? Burt Ward shrugs him off. He's offended by this attempt to sway his vote at the big contest. He even says he's looking forward to meeting Uncle Bud for surf lessons. Advantage team beach babes from beyond. Am I right? And that's when they put all the pieces together. Oh, everything comes very quickly into place after this. Wait, is that why he has all those surfing trophies and surfboards around his house? As if he knew how to surf? He knew stuff in his younger years. Now he just drinks beer and eats soy burgers all day. I would have never given an idea that a guy that lives on the beach and has spent his entire life on the beach didn't know anything about surfing. I'm a Texas... Considering he's got a gajillion surfboards. <laughs> I'm a Texas homer, but I kind of regret not like growing up on a beach in a swank house and learning how to surf. Well, there was a time in, in high school... I, I know what you're saying. There was a time in high school, though, where when things got to be a little bit too heavy, I was having trouble at home, and I got accused of cheating on my SATs, and... I threw my girlfriend Brenda that, in the Porsche, and I drive down to Baja and just surf. <laughs> Once again, that was not you. That was no no two one zero. You're not Dylan. I'm not Dylan. Even though Look, you have the sideburns, you're not Dylan. I watched my dad, who turned FBI informant, blow up in a car still explosion. Not, still not. Still not Dylan. But it's sideburns. I had sideburns. You. You had sideburns. Did I? You did. Well, they were attached to a beard. Yes. But he had a drinking problem. He, we all have a drinking problem. Yeah, but he went to AA. Loser. Fucking. All right, all right. So I, I've actually never surfed. That's all right, you man. See, my, none of us have ever surfed. My parents were as that. As much as we would want to. It, it's all right, man. My parents was that guy from, from uh, Family Ties. So, you know, I know what you're talking about. Your dad was the dad from Family Ties. That's who I wanted my dad to be. Yeah. That's who you wanted your dad to be. I'm joking, Dad. You're great. Happy Father's I've Day. I met your father. He's nothing like... No, he's not. What's his name? Uh, the dad from Family Ties. Tremors. Bert. His name was Bert, too. Oh, no, was, Guster. His name's Bert and Tremors. But what was his name on... What was his real name? He has a name? What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? Sha-da-da-da. Oh, yeah. And we're done. Is it we end scene. episode seventy five? It's been good to know you folks. We're and we, Dennis Miller. We are out of here. What is that fucker's name? But wait, what happens to the? What happens to Uncle Bud? All right, I'll finish the movie. Then we're out of here. Okay, oh, man. What is that guy from? The, I don't know. It's God Guster. No, uh, Guster. It's no Guster's from Psych. Neil something. Degrassi. He was the best dad ever in Family Ties. Like he you was. Want, you wanted that pacifist, just go with the flow. Oh, Mallory's bringing Nick up to her bedroom. 
Looks like it's going to be another <laughs> night of just drinking wine and ignoring those moaning Who sounds. Who am I to make judgment upon <laughs> it's like, this? It's just crazy. Like, go with everything, Dad. <laughs> Meredith Baxter Bernie was the mom. Alex? P. No, Keaton. Alex McKee was the brother. Yeah. Well, that was... Michael Gross. Was that it? Michael? I don't know. I think we're spending way too much time on this one. Okay. Ah. <sighs> We'll figure it out. It's going to come to us, people. Moving on. Hey, if you, know, if you know the family you ties, You can't look it up. No. If you look it up on the internet, you failed. You have given up. You must remember it. He's a really good actor. He and is. I, and I'm with Todd. I wish he was my dad. Actually, I wish Daniel Marshall was my dad. And if not Daniel Marshall, <laughs> I'll go with the dad from Family Ties. Well, Dr. Veg is working on his space fuel and apparently tasting it to get the girls back home, the girls themselves are working on creating their swimsuits for the big competition. Oh, yeah. Sally shows up and kidnaps Xena, thinking she's Bud's new girlfriend. She still has feelings for him. Jealous rage. And Sally's, The wrong woman. Not only does she steal Xena, she steals her hot, fresh, new bikini designs and puts them on her models. Not that cool. bitch. Not cool, Sally. That bitch. Damn her. Damn her to hell. Well, she's so out of control that even Hassler quits his job as her henchman. How? Sally, I'm not a kidnapper. I don't do this kind of stuff. That's I'm weird out- because... Your name is Hassler. I'm out of here. We've never seen this. As many of these movies have we watched? No. We've never seen a henchman quit over moral <laughs> dilemmas. Not Doesn't to mention, happen. I saw that face you made in the dream sequence when you were like scuzzing with it. Getting up and... Uh, yeah, how are you You're against anything? How are you against anything? Oh wait, scratch that. Next scene, he's back on board. He's still there. Well, the pay's nice. Uh, with Zena tied up down in the living room, he and Sally toast with champagne at dinner upstairs. Hassler says, "To money, to power, to passion, to lust." To which Sally raises her glass to therapy. I've made that toast a million times. We. That's- that's believable. We relate to Sally. To therapy. Yes, to therapy. To therapy. Uh, more therapy, please. That silence you just heard on the podcast was us crying into our space beers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me right now. Therapy's a good thing. I fully endorse it. <laughs> look how good it's done for me. I'm still here with you, assholes. Uh, no, I, I, I recommend What are you talking it. about? Your par- your therapist pays me to be here. Does she pay you? Wait, we get paid? Oh, uh, no. Uh, yo. Oh, oh we do, baby, without us. Boobs. Boobs. By the way, uh, we did research it on our last break. The dad from Family Ties is indeed Michael Gross. I was right. Bert. Gummer. Gummer. And you were sort of right <laughs> with his last name. Um, but we all agreed that Kevin Bacon was the star of that movie. And whoever passed on the Tremors no. TV show where he actually reprised his role is an idiot. Now, uh, that I will agree with you on. That was his Jack Burton classic role. And right, whoever uh, doesn't. Hang on. Do, do you think the TV series actually got Burt Gummer? Ward? In on it? That I don't know. Because he's been in every yeah, fucking. He's been in all Tremors, eight Tremors 18 movies. Tremors movies. Yeah. 
Now, if you got bacon and gummer, I guarantee. How you, do you pass on that? I don't. I never heard uh, Fred Ward's name mentioned, which was of course bacon yeah. side. I call him bacon sidekick. They were equal. Act- they were equals in that movie. Almost in the original, it was that it was bacon and Fred Ward's movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, no, it was that other dude. Fred Ward was that's Gummer. No, Fred Ward was Bacon's. Oh, okay, Ward, yeah, Ward yeah, was, no. yeah, it was there. Michael it was there. Gross was Bert Michael, Gummer. Yeah. Michael Gross and Reba were the the survivors. Yeah, Gro- Gross was the one. That oh my god! Stole if, it. if the TV show had Gross, Reba, and Fred or, Ward, or at and least just Gross and, and Kevin Bacon. Bacon, just those two guys. How do you pass that up? With a career like Kevin Bacon has had... They just released Tremors 19. <laughs> with a career like Kevin Bacon has had, to me, that is still his quintessential... Fuck Footloose. Fuck... I mean, the guy... He's done everything. He's done everything. Tremors was just that guy embracing the crazy and having fun. Yes. And I've always said it. You guys said I was right. That, he, that was his Kurt Russell, Jack Burton. Yeah. That was yeah. his cowboy hat wearing... My God... I would watch every episode of that, even if it was just a season. You know, I, I, a lot of people, Ash versus the Evil Dead, they they were like, man, we wanted an Ash series, and this thing was just so much Ash and Evil Dead that we just three seasons, and it fucking was Ash, and it was so awesome. And it rocked. Yeah, and it rocked. That could have been. I could see that with Tremor. I I I am just. How do you know? I'm, I'm shocked. Know? How do you know? I, I I am totally shocked that nobody picked that up. I am I am shocked. Stars, Amazon, Netflix, HBO, whatever. Well, I can understand HBO not picking it up, but I mean, come you on. You know what? We should probably Skype in Kevin Bacon next episode and talk to him. I'm sure he'd love to talk to the TNCC. Yes, yes, he would. And if he won't, maybe Michael Gross. Excuse me, my boner just knocked over. No. <laughs> The sound recorder went down again. Uh, I'd say Michael Gross until Tuttle started telling him how he wanted him to be his dad, and that could get really no. Weird. That's that's good TV. That could get weird. No, that would be good TV. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, well, my dad's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> well, of course, it's going to be major issues for your real dad. Uh, which would, again would be good. We could Skype him in. Half the screen would be Michael Gross. Half the screen would be Tuttle's dad, real dad. With Tuttle telling Michael Bert, Gross how Bert Gummer's like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> you talked to you were you told me that Just I was coming on to talk about Tremors Twenty One. Then we turned into Jerry Springer, where Tut's real dad is wrestling Michael Gross from Family Ties. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> then I would quit. Then I would be like, "Drop the mic. We're done. My money's on my real dad." I've only met him once, but I think you're right. I think he would kick Michael Gross. He's a tough old bird, man. He's one of those guys that would take the punch and go, eh. <laughs> All right, I'll work on getting that going. I'm going to need your dad's AOL email address. He seems like a guy who's been off the grid for a while. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. You're totally right. <laughs> totally right. All right, well, let's get back here. Dave and Jerry break into Sally's mansion to rescue Xena and her prize swimsuits. They need those for the, the contest that we still don't really know what it is. But not before Xena, she stops them on their way out. She does a certain something to Sally's swimsuits that she's created. They could have destroyed the swimsuits, but our gang wants to win fair and square. And I can respect that, I guess. Fair and square? You kidnapped our chick. I'm ripping up those swimsuits. But no, 
Our swimsuits are good enough, but Xena does a little something. That's not fair. Alien square. magic. She works some alien magic. Wait, no, that's called chemistry. Actually, it's not. You're going to learn what she does. It's nothing at all chemistry. It sucketh. Back at Uncle Bud's beach house, Xena is sweaty and scared. Go on. When she learns that Joey Travolta... Just like I like my woman. <laughs> just, oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. No. Oh. Oh. When she learns that Joey Travolta has made a rocket fuel that can propel her rocket ship back to space, she realizes she might never see Dave again as she'll be stuck back on planet Vosquez forever. Hey, baby, he says, we'll find a way. And indeed, he finds a way. He takes her into a bedroom, and they work up some more sweat together. Somewhere in the night. Does Kiel play again in that song? I don't. I don't oh. know. They should. They should have played in all those scenes. Well, they work up a lot of sweat, kind of like Roxanne Blaze did to perfection back in 2001, straight to DVD video release, Real Ranch Number Nine, Bone Sucking Sauce. <laughs> IMDb it. I didn't make it up. It's a real movie. <laughs> Real raunch <laughs> number nine bone sucking sauce. <laughs> I totally sound How like a made not? up one. There were a lot of titles that I rejected that I just like I can't say that. <laughs> Cause there is that one female that listens oh. and I'm like, she's teetering on the edge. <laughs> I went with bone sucking sauce to not lose her. There are worse titles. And I also threw out that other one she did, Wanna Watch Me Pee? These are the ones I chose. I give up. You assholes. I give up. I'm going to have to rethink my stance on her. She's a gorgeous girl, but I, I don't want to see her pee. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I really don't. That's one finish I never got into. I want to know what Real wa- real Raunch 1 through 8 was about. <laughs> if it took till 9 to get to bone sucking sauce? <laughs> oh. I'm in Austin, Texas. <laughs> oh, when you Fury. want good bone-sucking sauce, this is Austin, Texas. <laughs> he pulls up. Mm. I got chigger-ridden thighs. I've got sweat going down the butt crack. Mm. I'm getting... This is bone-sucking sauce. Is that paprika? <laughs> no, that is not paprika guy. <laughs> We don't reveal what's in our bone-sucking sauce down here. Real raunch number nine. Bone-sucking sauce. You will not find a future episode on that. Unless you guys want to do it. No. I, I don't think I have I, the, I can't. I don't think I have the. No. No. Uh, what do I choose for the, the, the cover photo of the webpage for that? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just choked Guy Fieri with his finger in something. <laughs> Two in the pink, one in the... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The next, the next morning, <laughs> and, uh, the first annual... This kind of went way off around there. Uh, the next morning at the first annual Sun Bun Bikini Tanning Open. That's the contest. We finally got a name for this contest that we've been hearing about. Hosted by Mr. Bun. Hosted by Mr. Sun Bun, Burt Ward. An all-girl rock band plays the stage while model after model shows off their goods for the crowd. Oh boy, they show it off. 20-minute montage. 
Montage. Let's be generous. 13, 14 minutes of just chicks dancing in bikinis up on It's the a motherfucking montage. It is a motherfucking montage. And the Space Girls rock the Casbah. Dang. They, they still the show. Two nine scores and a ten. Boo. And I know one of those judges gave my freaking short-haired girl a nine, and I wanted to go into that Solo. screen and beat his butt. Well, the three judges are basically the Tuesday Night Cigar Club. <laughs> They're three numbnuts <laughs> with backwards ball caps drinking yinglings. Yes. Holding up cards. How'd they get that gig? Uh, get our agent on that. Oh, and uh, Burt Ward's over the side dancing to the music. No, seriously, get our agent on. I want Sun Buns contest judge. Yax, make a note. We need an agent. <laughs> Go on. Agent. Oh, you guys don't have one? I'm just wait- I was waiting for those henchmen to like be pushing people out of the way. <laughs> Fuck off, loser. Oh, they, they were gone. They only hired them for that one, <laughs> that one shot. They're, they had to return those black suits to the Owl's Tuxedo Rental. Oh, damn it, man. Remember Zena did, did something to the uh, competition swimsuits? Yes. What did she do? Yeah, well, Zap style, uh, all of a sudden, when Sally's models are up on stage, their, their swimsuit tops just fly off. Boing! <laughs> Which, well, awesome... Which? Awesome for the crowd. They're like, oh, boobs. Yeah. TNC style. Also, because the sound effects, boing. boing. <laughs> the surprisingly hardcore judges, not TNC style, big time disapprove of it. No, the competition is for the most supportive bikinis. No, 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 Y'all no. Y'all didn't support anything. At first, they held up all tens. And then they had to retract the decision. When the bikinis flew off, they turned those tens. Those bikinis held up nothing. We care about the bikinis, not your boobs. We would have given them tens. Yeah. Which would have been the end of the movie, and like Uncle Bud would have got evicted. It would have been horrible. <laughs> we would. Shame on us. So Xena's team wins. Their swimsuit stayed on, and they get the $30,000 check. Yes! You guys win. Yay. The way it's supposed to be. Xena thanks all the people of Planet Zircon for making this victory possible. What the fuck is big all Planet right. Zircon? At least, at least it's Wait, space appropriate. Isn't Zircon like the planet that the evil people from Voltron come from? I'm just saying she thinks Zircon. That's not her planet, Vasquez. It's not this. What? A Zircon is like... I'm just saying. What the I, fuck planet is that? I'm just saying. At least I think like evil row beasts are about to c- descend from the heavens. Oh, you know what planet that is? The planet who cares? Because I don't. Cody does, and I think that was very insensitive. All right, Cody. What is planet Zircon? I just described it. <laughs> it just it hurts so much. <laughs> you right. son of a bitch. Sorry. I described everything perfectly. That is exactly what it is. You know what it is? Do <laughs> you know what it is? Take it. It's party time. Everybody oh, yeah. Start, everybody starts jumping. Wait. Jump. jump fourth jump. Fourth montage. Jump. We're going to do another montage here, girls. Jump. All right, I need everybody to jump. You keep dancing. I'm so... Dance, I told you. Everybody's dancing and jumping, including Burt Ward. He starts jumping. His jump, man boobs jump, are wiggling jump, around. Jump, jump, jumping jump. it. I haven't had this much fun since Batman. Uncle Bud has saved the beach house, baby. But well, let's be fair. Bud, the alien chicks saved correct. the beach house, and Bud actually feels bad about getting this thirty thousand dollars check because he, he should. He used to have a thing with Sally, and he's beat her. 
She wanted to marry Bud way back when. He beat her in a good way. Though. He was so footloose and fancy free, he couldn't be tied down at the time. Turns out, though, he still maybe loves her. He says that. You know what? Maybe I still love her. Even though I just told her, like, not but two hours ago to fuck off. Well, <laughs> you hurt the ones you love, Cody. Well, yeah. You hurt the ones you love. That's poignant, Tut. That's poignant. Um, Put those down in your notes. <laughs> All right, well... He tries to reconcile with Sally. I think maybe we should get back together, Sally. Okay. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, what the heck? So they're back together. Done. <laughs> Dunzies. Yeah. Dunzo. Right. What the heck? Dunzaruni. Dunzaruni that she thought, but there's still something there. In my pants. I think well, Uncle Bud just finally got horny watching all these kids screw in his house. He's like, oh, I got Leanna Quigley over there who's... I think Uncle Bud was like, you know what? This eviction notice kind of sucks. And she's got lots of money. Oh, by the way, soy testosterone killer. (laughs) Just letting y'all guys know that. Don't eat soy. Cody is anti-soy. Are we anti-soy? Yes. Yes, we are. Apparently it is a testosterone killer. Say it out loud. Say it proud. Come on. I trust your medical knowledge. Uh, Tuck, can I have your lighter? Really? We don't like soy. Oh, we do not like soy. What we like is beer. Beer is full of protein and electrolytes. That yeah, tracks. I'll, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> Probably the doctor were here with his medical knowledge. He'd well, back me up. Ironically, Cody has more medical background than our own doctor, so I'm going to go with Cody on this one. Fuck soy, drink more beer. Listen to this guy. What does he know? Oh, that's right. Everything. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Well, where else are you going to hear that we know everything? <laughs> Nobody else is saying we know everything. Uh, real quick, guys. Uh, I'm going to finish the movie here in a heartbeat. Um, I'm going to put this beer up there on the pantheon of... I think... Man, I love it. It is delicious, right? It is good. I do. I I do like it. You know. Question being, why don't you guys apparently, Corn Tut, had this at your pub? Yeah. For a long stretch of time, why why not now? Because Embev. No, we rotate through. Yeah, yeah. And. Not to say that we won't bring it back, but we have a waiting list. A waiting list. Yeah, because I remember... The the, the biggest problem nowadays is... There's too many beers. Correct. We face this on, I'll I'll be honest, a little bit of insight into our show. We can't get as many cigars on the show as I want to. And we only do so many shows a year. And everybody wants to get their cigars featured in a given calendar year. We just can't get to them. We don't do a show every week. I mean, like you at the pub. You have so many taps, there's only so much to go around. Absolutely. There are so many beers, and that is a good problem to have. It is. I I would never... People always say, like, oh, well, you know... You know what? The guys, you could say they sold out whatever... 
Whatever they they got what? their they got I, their stuff in Target. I mean it's it's fine. They're not hurting. Which by the Beers. way, ironically, I did not buy these at Target. <laughs> you know people people talk about beers. People talk about you know oh your your favorite band. They oh they sold out. They're not the same. Yeah, you know it sucks to you know get a paycheck. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Just, okay. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge a cigar company for selling out. I'm not gonna judge a beer company for selling out. Um, I don't look at it as it's selling out. I look at it as it's someone saying that, you know what, they've got something that people want, and for whatever reason, I've got the money. I'm going to I'm gonna take it over. I'm going to make that profit. That is America. If you don't want I'm that... I'm going to stomp all over that small businessman and buy them out. You know what? You can't stomp all over the businessman unless they want you to buy him out. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't you, buy you, out you, someone who doesn't want to you, be bought you out. You have to agree to it. Correct. Yeah. You it's know, not t- a me too. There's not all these beer guys like me too. I no, didn't want to sell I, I disagree. I, I have seen enough. No, have, all too I've, often it's not. Quote unquote, it's not a public company. I disagree. I've seen enough of our TNA movies to where. You know, corporations come in and they muscle out the little guy at the beach. But if that beer brewery holds on to those deeds... <laughs> if they hold on to those deeds, if they throw a bikini contest... If you don't put them in the last place that they were the going freezer, to look first... If you don't put them in their beer fridge, it's... Don't. You know Eric Estrada sold out that microbrewery in uh, King Cobra. Hell yeah, he did. A heartbeat. He knew what he was doing. He was there. <laughs> he was there from the beginning. He was literally footloose and fancy free. He was gay as a tree full of parakeets. That is That's a not- medical term. Is a tree full of parakeets gay? Well, no, oh, they're yeah. pretty happy. Oh, yeah, that's pretty it's, happy. It's pretty gay. Yeah, that's pretty happy. It's good. Yeah. And he went full gay in that performance. Again, folks, and go he back rocked and watch it. our King Cobra episode. He rocked it. If you want to see Eric Estrada be gay for five <laughs> minutes, don't watch King Cobra. Listen to our show of King Cobra. <laughs> he is phenomenal. Well, he's, he's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. He's, he's not winning any Ace Awards <laughs> or whatever the, the GLAAD Awards for performance of a... Straight man portraying a. It was. Did you want to see a gay Eric Estrada? Yes. That is the movie for you. That is for you. All right. Well, Burt Ward struts over to Sally and takes advantage of the moment to tell Mr. Bun. Or Bud, I'm sorry. Uh, well, he's a big fan of the big cojones. The big cojones. Uh, cojones. The, the big balls. The big cojones. <laughs> Pretty much what they're calling him. I love your sunburn relief smoothie. It's revolutionary. And Sally says, well, Mr. Bun, you should market it. You have all the money. You should get into business with Bud. Well, Bud says, could we... Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Burt Ward says, well, big cojone, could we name it after you? Big cojones. Big cojones. Cojones. Sunburn relief ointment. It would mean you being a brand name, being a product consultant, doing appearances. All of a sudden, Uncle Bud, anti-capitalism, anti-consumerism is all excited. 
Oh, wait. I get my name on the package? It's amazing what well, money does. Well, see you later, boss man. Sign on the double Cajones line. sold out, just like all the beer distributors. Nice flip-flop, bud. All of a sudden, he's in. He's on board. Once again, but like, didn't, I'm going to go with we, my didn't we say yay we, capitalism. Didn't we say we were okay with it? Yes, we are. Yeah, we're cool with that. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be making it in his kitchen with all that shit for <laughs> it's no. Like so he'll be doing the blender twenty four seven. Also, there'll be a factory with a million blenders. Oh wait, you mean I have to learn how to scale? Oh, this sucks. Scaling? No, no, no. Sucks. We have factories in foreign countries that Here's will make your thing, product. But yeah, but but the thing is, is that instead of getting drunk and just throwing shit in a blender. Now he actually has to write down the proportions. Yes, he's so gotta, he's illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants who have come over from Mexico, can work sweatshop hours and make what? Uncle Bud's, Bud's big Doctor Huxtable. How do you know they're from? Screen. How do you know they're from Mexico? You don't know they where they're be, from. No, they could they be, could be from anywhere. That's true. They could be from El Salvador. Right. They could be from Colombia, Sweden. They could be Sweden. from Sweden and England and Scotland and all those. No, those shop workers. Those those aren't illegal. It's only if if you come from South America that you're illegal. Oh, the shithole countries. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a shithole before you. It's illegal. Damn. Wait. What? I don't know about this. All of a sudden, Uncle Bud's gonna be walking, ruling over a sweatshop full of fucking Mexicans, making his fucking roofie sunburn (laughs) syndrome serum, and. <laughs> Man, I used to like Uncle Bud, and now I'm just kind of like he's fuck sold Uncle out. Bud. Because you know Burt Ward's bringing in fucking illegals, and Burt Ward's going to also be putting money into the Republican things to satisfy his corporate base. It's it's going to be a big mess. Guarantee you, it's going to be a big mess. Oh, but Burt Ward. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Because but he's son, but no, Mr. No, no, no. Sunbun. Hold up. Because he's from California. So he's going to be backed by the Soros Foundation. He's going to be backed by the liberal wing of it. So the liberal corporation is going to be throwing the money into that. Yeah, which, you know, Soros funded the Germans in Nazi Germany, even though he was rescued from Nazi Germany. I'm sorry. I get all my information from Roseanne. <laughs> well, that solves so many problems. I don't care. I still like Dan. That show needs to be buried six feet No, it under. was. As soon as she went out with that tweet. No, but they don't need to reinvent it and redo it. They need to just bury that shit. She came out today. Did you hear that shit? When I said that the chick was looked like Planet of the Apes... It was anti-Semitism. I, I meant it because... Planet of the Apes was anti-Semitism, and it was about her dealing with I'm sorry, Iran. Roseanne. You thought your shit didn't stink. Uh, you thought you could get away with everything. Say and you're sorry. Come on. And go in the corner. Go back, sing the national anthem, grab your crotch, and you know everybody say might you're like sorry, it. Say you're sorry. Go in timeout like a child. And just live with it. Racist. Five years, you can come back like Mel Gibson. It's fine. Crazy's crazy. Yeah, Mel, Mel never called black people apes. Sugar tits. Sugar tits is different than calling it. No, he went anti-Semitism. He he, he no, did but go. sugar tits and anti-Semitism is a little bit different than calling an entire species less than human. No, going against the Jews is kind of the, in the same ballpark. He never said they were less than human. 
comparing a race to subhuman is kind of a well, if you actually done. if I'm, you actually look at the Planet of the Apes, they were very smart apes. I'm done in the I'm done in the public eye. I'm done. That that is the drop mic moment of, you know what? How do I just ruin somewhere? I think everything. Somewhere I think Kramer's going. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. You shouldn't have done. No, dude. The minute you drop that, you're done. Fuck Roseanne. Get the hell out of here. All right. Well, I've always been kind of fuck Roseanne, so yeah, couldn't happen. You know to, couldn't happen to a nicer person. Couldn't happen to a bigger bitch. All right. Amen. We're anti Roseanne. Yes. Not going to fight you. Done. Done. It's the quickest we've ever agreed to banning. Hey, we're banning Roseanne from the podcast. Oh, that solves so many problems. Well, she was in Freddy's Dead, that horrible... And that raises so many problems. Was she in Ladybugs with... uh, No, she was not. Okay. We can still do Ladybugs with Ryan Dangerfield. What's that? Uh, Roseanne wants to come on the podcast? Yes. Uh, Sure. (laughs) TNCC sells out. If we can get half the screen Michael Gross from Family Ties... If she pays the bills. Half the screen Roseanne. He was like the ultimate pacifist loving guy from the 80s she's just turned into a monster <laughs> was she ever not one? Oh, I think she probably always was boom she you, always was you don't call black people apes and like that's a spur of the moment thing she's a fuck, monster fuck Roseanne alright the beach babes <laughs> from beyond get their batch of rocket fuel from Joey Travolta and blast off back to Planet Bosquez, promising to call their beach boyfriends sometime down the road. And that is a sentence I never thought I would write. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me a year ago I'd read a sentence about beach babes from outer space getting rocket fuel from Joey Travolta and promising to call their human boyfriends on a Radio Shack telephone... Lies, lies, and I slime. tell you, you are crazy. You know, there was a time where we would do, you know, cinematic endeavors like Nomad Once and all Mexico. this stuff. And I, and I was just kind of like, no, I saw this in our cards. I really did. This is our, this is who we are. This is who you are. You can't deny it. Yeah, we did do serious movies. We did. Do we? We did Once Upon Time, last- Time in the West. That was episode three. <laughs> That was like three years ago? We did, uh... Three years ago? That was forever ago. We've done some real movies. We have done (laughs) real movies. Uh, Have we? Every movie we do is a real movie. Correct. And we give it the justice... (laughs) Alright, that's superfluous. We give it its due. We talk about it. Every Absolutely. movie, every movie. If you can finish a movie, it deserves to be talked about, and we talk about a lot of movies that nobody else will ever talk about. Fair enough. I think the uh, a neighbor of mine who's a big move, movie buff, and uh, he came over and he was like, "Hey, what, what are you doing on the podcast?" And I was like, "Oh, we're doing Death Wish," and he was like, "Oh, really? I love Death Wish. Yeah, yeah. The first Charles Bronson, and then you got the." The remake, uh, by the way, go read the doctor's uh, review of Death Wish, the remake with Bruce right. Willis. I was like, oh, you like Death Wish, the original? Yeah, we're doing Death Wish 3. 
Why would we do one and two? They were pretty good movies. That's us. We do three. Because <laughs> everybody else is doing Death Wish one and two. We do three because why not? Which is the best Death Wish movie? It, it kind of really is. is. It actually is. All right, boys. Uh, that is the end. Joey Travolta gets the space babes back up into space and the movie ends. Swayze. Do you think they're ever Estevez. actually going to call Dave and Jerry? No. No. She's going to go back to Gonad. What? They're going to hang out at Astro Burger with their old space boyfriends and forget what? about forget about these guys. Summer loving happened so fast. But they saved Uncle Bud's beach house. Their time on Earth was not for naught. It was well spent. They served a purpose. They saved Uncle Bud. Uncle Bud was back who, there. Who literally said, like, maybe I should just get a job and <laughs> live like a normal human being. Like, no, 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 Uncle Bud. Don't you go get a job. We're going to save it. But Don't you do what is expected of everyone else. It, and now he actually has a job. He doesn't have a job. Yeah, he does. He's now the uh, spokesperson for Sun Buns. Well, big uh, cojones. I think his job is that he's going to start boning Sally, who obviously has a lot of money. And she needs some boning. Let me find you somebody like that. Just a rich chick with a swimsuit company and a mansion. You have, you're, you're, you're saying all that I want to hear, <laughs> but you're not following through. Cody, can we hang out at your mansion? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. Tuttle can. Hot tub? But you can't. What'd I do? Tuttle? Yes. You know. What the fuck? Exactly. I, I don't know what the power dynamic just shifted. I don't know why, but I, I agree energy, with this move. Energy leaking. <laughs> Self-worth dripping. I like that. That's what I like to see. Suffering. Ultimate suffering. I can't even Cody, look I don't I don't Alright, you can hang out too. Am Everybody I, comes. Am I still the boss? Uh, were you ever the boss? If he's in a big mansion banging like some chick with a lot of money. I think the chick oh with a lot of money this makes pains the boss. me so much. Second command? Yes. Over tut? <laughs> why is it why do you have to be over tut? Tut was being cool. He was there from the beginning. Solving problems. I don't want to be at your mansion. You guys have fun. I'm out. <laughs> See, this is why I can't do anything. That I'll agree to. But I'm highly disappointed in you. On that note... <laughs> yeah, fuck the wings liberty. God damn it. Good show, boys. Questionable decisions. Good show, boys. You know what? You were like put on a big show. Like, hey, it's eight point five. We better be be careful. I think we did really good with eight. You almost knocked off that beer. <laughs> I think we did a really good show considering eight point five beer. You drank five, four, seven. Podcast heroes, foreigner style. Was that? Podcast <laughs> heroes. With stars in their eyes.
We have no. Stars All right, Joe Bob Briggs, if you're watching by now, I'm sorry. You keep referencing him. Does is he around anymore? Yeah, he he's actually alive. Is. Yeah, he actually does. Is. He, he does podcast. He actually yes. does. He does podcast. He does a lot of conventions. He's still around doing his thing, man. He's still promoting B movies. He's still promoting the you know the underrepresented. Okay, I kind of right. like it. All right. Well then, I, I I'm disappointed that he hasn't given TNCC the respect that it deserves. Or even acknowledged our existence, but you know it's only a matter of time. I mean, we're filling that gap. We are the next generation of Joe Bob. I'm sorry. He's right there. I will give you that. I'm a Joe Bob Briggs fan from the old days. I don't know what he's doing now, but if he's still around, seven beers in, you can barely pronounce it. I'm a Joe Bob. I'm a Joe Bob Briggs. I'm making a note against Tut here. <laughs> All right. We did it, boys. We did Beach Babes from Beyond Justice. Couldn't have come at a better time. And we did it with a badass beer. Yeah, we Amen. did. Amen. Yeah, we did. God damn, it's a good beer. It is it a good beer. It is good beer. Cigar? Final thoughts? Nah. Yeah. It was it not. Had, it had hints. It had hints of more... But it never kind of lived up to those hints. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It had some... I was simply going to say it was not complex. It had some flavor points that I liked, and then it, it just never it followed with, up it, on them. It flirted with complex, but it just never got there. Yeah. Right. In the end, all we got was oak, cream... What else? Yeah, but even then, it just didn't... didn't wow me. I mean, it just... It wasn't like, oh, this is pretty cool. Right. Like I said, the only the only moment of the entire night, you know, you had your like, oh, this is cool, and then like three seconds later, it died out. And I did not fake that. It was it was a real moment. No. You know who did fake it? Roxanne Blaze in Super Shot sixty nine. She fake. Watch me fake it. <laughs> Center stage. Probably Roxanne fake. Blaze. Center stage to the to the front, Roxanne Blaze. All right. Um, okay. Well, I think we did good. I think my uh, status as a beer guzzling badass is secured. We got eight of these. I'll say that bad boys. Absolutely. What was Mystery of the Deep from Barrow? Ten ten percent? Oh no. God, no. No, I thought it was like thirteen. No, oh, it was no. not nearly that high. Nine. Maybe. Yeah. I remember six. at the end of the episode, Tut looked over at me and was like, how are you still alive? You did drink ten of them. There's eight of these bad boys here. Yeah, whatever. I couldn't do it. Kind of a badass. Kind of. It's kind of like Evil Knievel. Once you jump Snake Canyon, why don't you jump the Grand Canyon? <laughs> All too true. I why know, haven't you I drunk? I know, I made a mistake. Why haven't now you jumped the like, Grand Canyon, oh, Kate? What have you been I'm doing? Like Evil Knievel? Slacking off. So I'm basically the evil Knievel of. We never said that. Podcasting. No, we never. He said did that. say that. I kind of did. He's and I, I lying. Into it. He He's lying. He said it. He said it. <laughs> it's on record. He said <laughs> it. He's a filthy liar. <laughs> well, as the evil Knievel of podcasting, I'm going to uh, <laughs> take the reins of my cycle here. <laughs> oh. And I'm going to say, you know what, Tut? That's cute. Your little four beers over there and your five beers over here. 
Uh, you guys tried. You guys, you guys did your best. That would be. I need a American flag vest over an American flag jumpsuit and an American flag helmet because that's what I'm all about, America, baby. I'm making America great again. That was every what you found out about I, five minutes ago. Every goblet I drink makes America just a little bit greater. That I believe. That I believe. I agree with that, too. Boys, we did it. We made Beach Bays from Beyond something. We made this beer a uh, on the radar. The cigar? Man. Yeah, we were the ones that put Elysian on the radar. Forget Indev. <laughs> Forget Target. We put... <laughs> Elysian Space Dust IPA on the radar. <laughs> We're the marketing director is like, fuck yeah, we made it. <laughs> How do we get to like erase these guys? Maybe they'll offer us money to go away. No, they won't. Yeah, well, that's that might be true. I get an email from Inbev. Can you guys just not do that episode, and we'll give you guys like all those pictures that you take? Can you take it down? A couple grand. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Much like Uncle Bud. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Tell Uncle Bud. Yeah, okay. Sure. Just this one time. Yeah. Can I still give you guys some of my special smoothie tonight? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm going to need you to take care of my chicken bites. No. No. That's not going to happen. All right. Just this one time. <laughs> flop, flop. I love it. All right, boys. Uh, we'll see you soon. Yes. We're going to be doing an episode very soon, and then we'll... It's going to be crazy because we've got uh, Drew Estate Barn Smoker, Pennsylvania, coming up. We've got the uh, IPCPR uh, event in Las Vegas we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a little bit crazy month, but it's going to be fun. Uh, let's still try to do this whenever we can because, honestly, I get the, the, the warm feelings from whenever we just watch a bad movie and just sit in here and... Soaking in. Uh, can I say this? Without judgment from you. Too late. Damn it. The Wings of Liberty? Oh. Go on. May the Wings of Liberty never lose a feather. Sayonara, motherfuckers. more about the time I grew out the back of my hair, took two weeks worth of Taekwondo lessons, and had my name legally changed to Keith Swayze in an attempt to break into the direct-to-video action movie scene, please rent my one and only feature film, 1995's The Bloodiest Little Hair House in Texas, where I play a hair salon manager named Ringo, who makes sure the shampoo bottles are always full, and the troublemakers are always kicked right in the face. None other than Gene Shalit said in his review that this was, and I quote, the worst movie he'd ever seen and Keith Swayze should be stoned in the public square to pay for his cinematic sins. Ouch. But he's right. My God, was that movie a giant piece of shit. Now, me being stoned in the public square hmm, could have a couple different meanings. Anywho, to learn more about the movie, cigars, and other libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, 
you can visit www.villagercigars.com and www.alicianbrewing.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'BrienSimple.com and download their free smartphone app where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky. And for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well. Sleep.